Beyond, and hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is a very special episode of Podcast Beyond, known as Drunk Beyond. It used to be a tradition on the show that we haven't really done in a while, but now that I'm hosting, I wanted to bring it back because it was always one of my favorite episodes of the year. So what you're about to hear is an episode that was recorded on the final night of E3 2019. It is a long, rambling, tangent-filled conversation that I occasionally had to leave, so who knows what happened in those few minutes. Um, But what it is, is an attempt to give you a snapshot of... The show that we loved, the show that we were confused by, the things we liked, didn't like, want to hear more about. Um, It's a really wide-ranging thing, as I said, because we have representations from every platform podcast on IGN, so I really wanted to bring that through on the episode. So it's not PlayStation-centric necessarily, but it does star myself, Tom Marks, John Ryan, Lucy O'Brien, Miranda Sanchez, Janet Garcia, Casey DeFridis, with cameos by Terry Schwartz and Tina Amini, and Pat Coughlin from our video team, who is a wonderful, wonderful, one of the hardest workers at IGN, but you probably won't actually hear him on the show, because he doesn't like to be on mic, and that's fine. But uh, I hope it gives you an idea of how we were all doing on the final night of the show. Again, it was recorded that night. We were not looking at computers. We were not looking at every article that came out at E3, because we just finished putting up so many of our own. So we may not be 100% accurate on every game that we talk about, so please forgive us uh, if we get a fact or two wrong about games, especially if it was info that came out after E3. But if you haven't, please check out all of our coverage from E3. There's so much good stuff on IGN, whether it's videos, previews, news, commentary, anything. There's so much that we put into that week, and I really hope you appreciate all the work that is there, and this will hopefully give you an idea of how crazy we were after doing all that work. Um, with that said, this was an episode recorded on the final night of E3. We're all, you know, at least a drink or two in at the start. So to quote one of my favorite podcasts around, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool babies? Uh, so yes, there is some cursing in this episode. Sorry. Uh, It won't reflect any changes in the normal episodes of Beyond, so if you want to listen to some E3 commentary about Beyond, this week's episode we talked about some of the biggest games at E3, Sony's place in E3. Uh, That should give you a really good, more focused conversation than sometimes what happens here, but this episode is really fun. I hope you enjoy it. Beyond is normally live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, but other than that, please enjoy this episode and Beyond. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond. Uh, this is a very special episode that I like to bring to you. It's currently June 13th, the final night of E3. Uh, I This is probably in the middle of an episode, so it's me, Jonathan Dormush. I'm here with Tom Marks. What up? Janet Garcia. Hey. Casey DeFridis. And Lucy O'Brien. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, have finished our E3... Uh, deluge of business for now. Uh, only 362 days to go until E3 2020. Please don't do that. No. <laughs> Please don't. No. Um, and so you may have already seen. Uh, excuse me. Did everyone get a meal but me? Yes. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Man, I want to change my order. Oh, wow. The only reason that I actually decided to order a meal is because I saw how liberally she poured oh, really? that vodka. Oh, no. This Wait, is going to go oh, bad. What? Um, so if you were wondering what we're doing, this is the final night of E3, and there used to be this tradition called Drunk Beyond, where every year uh, the members of Beyond would get together on the final night of E3 and just talk about E3 and whatever else was going on as they descended into drunkenness. Will that happen this year, or will we just go to sleep because we're old? I don't know. But we're going to give it a try. Um, so, Lucy, 
What was your favorite thing about E3? <laughs> my favorite thing or my favorite game? Favorite thing. Well, I did actually tweet out just earlier that my favorite thing was seeing like this elderly lady like push like a stroller full of um, ice and a single uh, can of Coke across the sidewalk. I was like, this is a real E3 highlight. But you just, also didn't know it was called a stroller, right? I did not know it was called a stroller. I called it a pram, <laughs> and everyone was like, what's a pram? I was, I was one of those people. Yeah. I had no idea what so, you were talking about. Yeah, apparently. It's a pram an Australian stroller? It's a stroller. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Do you also so, call your sweater a jumper? I do call, I call, yeah, or a jersey. Is your jacket but I call it, I call, but I call a jet, like, I call, like, a jumper, like, a jersey, like, like, I'll wear, like, a warm jersey. Okay. And that's a New Zealand thing. If you're wearing... That's not even an Australian thing. If you're thing. wearing Steph Curry's jersey, what are you wearing? I'm wearing his jersey. So that is a jersey style, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you guys will still call fish and chips fish and chips, even though you know that They're not chips. Right. Yeah. Speaking so of, they're they have, weird double standards. They have sweet potato fries here. I'm totally going to get some of those later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to order some later. Anyway. But they call those frites here because yeah. it's fancy. Ugh, yeah. the, the fig has changed so much. Anyway, Lucy, besides the stroller, the pram, excuse pram. me, what was your favorite game you saw at E3 So my favorite game was definitely Watch Dogs Legion. So good. I'm so really good. pleased that I'm starting, like, that I'm going to tag team out of this shit. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> I don't want to be the drunk person sure. on this podcast. It's going to be Tom, so you don't need to No, I'm, I'm your designated podcaster for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Watch Dogs Legion was, I, I, I thought it was great. I had so much fun with it. I love the idea that you can, uh, someone stumble first I love the idea that you can uh, just like basically recruit. Well, no, you can literally recruit any and any person, any, yeah. any character that you, uh, including Helen. Helen, Helen is great. They put out a tweet that was like right. NPC now playable character, and I'm like, I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very cute. Yeah, no, it was great, and I had a really good time with it. I uh, I ended up with three different characters, including the elderly lady, because obviously Ubisoft knows that they're up to a good thing with that. Oh yeah. Um, but the point, uh, part of the point is that it's not the elderly lady, right? Like Helen doesn't exist. That's right. My 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 woman was called, I think, Sarah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, right. I had Margaret. What a weird way to pronounce Helen. Yes. <laughs> It was spelled H E L E N. They do, because they're human beings. You know one of the most depressing things that I've ever been told in my entire life I'm so scared. is like this there was I mean I, I used to work with this woman, she must have been like in her early sixties. And I remember and I was I was possibly in my like mid to late twenties when I was working with her and I remember her saying, You know one of the most depressing things about being an a woman who is of a certain age is that you are completely invisible to society. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, oh, that's a real shame at the time because I was, like, hot and in my mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean was hot? Oh, bless you. But, like, but now it's like, wow, that's really hitting me. So for me, what you know, the fact, the fact, no, but the fact that Ubisoft is really, like, did highlight that in in the demo in the yeah. Watch Dogs Legion demo, and I did get to play as a, as, as an like a kick-ass elderly lady with 
fucking fantastic. And aside from that, I'm allowed to swear, right? That's I right. mean, I'm not going to go through and edit this. I, for everyone listening, <laughs> I will put a warning at the end of this. I, I, there's no way I could find every... At the, I'm going to put the warning at the end of this. Oh, okay. No, you're correct. I've literally had three sips of a drink. Um, <laughs> I got the wrong drink, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's a, she poured heavy, apparently. Yeah, I'll put a warning at the beginning that this is not for the kids. Um, well, if it's drunk beyond, it's definitely not for the kids. It's definitely hashtag not for the kids. Not for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I now like, it's for the kids because there's a hashtag. I just so like good. that you, you can play as an elderly woman who's invisible to society and also literally can turn invisible to society. Yeah. Because that's yeah. an ability in the game. Yeah. yeah, there's an ability oh, okay. to turn invisible. My favorite thing about the old woman characters that you can play is that so you use the right trigger to run, but their run is still like a, yeah, a like fast run walk. Is still like... It's barely anything <laughs> yeah. and it's so great. Yeah, and just like watching the way they animated them to climb. Like it's tough for them to climb in the world. Yeah, I, I love that attention. Yeah, I, I, it was just—it was really fun. I, I think that there's some, you know, I in my tweet, I just I said that you know there's some real sort of like ground being broken here. That this is a really exciting game, yeah. and it's a really exciting prospect. And I think everyone was really cynical about it because obviously it was leaked, and I think everyone was a little bit like oh sus about it, like no, 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 can this work? But they've, you know managed to actually make it work yeah. and I had such a good time and like also really enjoyed Cyberpunk but for my money <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion gave a show oh yeah for well, me Cyberpunk too Cyberpunk gave us this really rad jackets though the I didn't get a jacket because I, well, I bounced I left early I left Lucy. early so here's the thing I talked to the PR person as I was going I was like hey this is starting 20 minutes late I'm going to have to leave early can I still get a jacket and she said come back tomorrow I'll hook you up that's nice. what happened today. I, I, wasn't me, I wasn't told to come back tomorrow. I was just I, like, I oh, I'm asked, sorry. I, I was can't. like, I really want this. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. As far as the Watch Dogs thing, I think it is really cool that, like, to be able to play as, like, characters you normally can't play as in a video game. Um, yeah, a lot of times the protagonists are, like, super around the mill. It's, like, either, usually it's, like, a dude or, like, pick your own character or, like, it's an animal or you're, like, not real. Or a furry. <laughs> yeah, like, something magical. Um, so that's really fun. And then, um, uh, me and Miranda, who's walking over right now, had interviewed the, the narrative director for Control, and we brought up Watch Dogs, because I think we're talking about what's your favorite things in the show. And she was like, it's interesting narratively, because if you can be anyone, then who really is the player in terms of the story? Mm. And it's just, like, a fascinating concept um, in a lot of ways. So, and I think some of my favorite moments in games is, like, quirky, interesting NPCs. The idea of being able to be those people is really exciting. Yeah, I loved in the demo, you basically can, like, in the past games, profile every character. But so, like, you see every little descriptor of every character. And they, there were some really weird ones. Like, someone, I forget if JR said it, but it was like one of them was, like, got in trouble for punching a tree in half or something like that. Like, they're absurd. And I was talking to one of the devs, and they're like, oh, yeah, the writer's right over there. She and, like, two other guys, they just spend hours just going through pages of these, That's like, so descriptors. Fun. That's yeah, there's so many little touches to it. Do they put the NPCs together randomly? Do they, like, take different bits of things and then, like, mash them together? I would honestly love to know how it works from a, like, technical level. Yeah. Because, like, I just... I... They're not randomly generated. 
Like these are these are voiced. They're made oh, they're characters. Right. Yeah, they're all voiced. They're all made to be specific. There's like voice modulation going on, and like Ubisoft has really gotten into AI and machine learning. So my guess is they're using a bit of that sort of stuff to create these characters so yeah. that they are they can have so many. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're, like, randomized. Like, each one is a bespoke character to an extent. They're all, like, I think based on sort of archetypes and stuff. Casey, what was your favorite game of the show? Uh, I mean, the obvious answer is Monster Hunter Iceborne, but I'm going to go with the less obvious answer and go with the, the game that surprised me the most because I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. But Final Fantasy VII kind of blew me away. That's what I've heard. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't get to check, I didn't get yeah. to check it out. No, but, neither did I. Um, I'm really but I hear by all accounts, like, everyone has just been, like, very surprised by how good it looks. Yeah, no, it looks great. Yeah. It plays great. The writing was legitimately funny, which I, I mean, I was watching the presentation and I saw, watched a cutscene and Barrett is going... He's just like being over the top and stupid in the elevator about how we're draining the Earth's lifeblood, you know, being super over the top. And it's like, oh, this is really campy and kind yeah. of dumb. But then Cloud is like, oh, you really hear the Earth talking to you? And Barrett's like, yes, I do. Of course I do. And Cloud's like, get help. And it's like, oh, like they know he's being over the top and campy. And Cloud is like recognizing that. And I just laughed at that statement. And man, the gameplay is just so. And interesting, and they added so they added they have an HP bar, but they also have a stagger bar for enemies. So instead of just worrying about you know wiggling away HP, you have to worry about the stagger bar because kind of like Octopath Traveler, once yeah. you stagger your enemy, that's when you want to unload all of your AP and MP and special abilities because that's when you'll do the most damage. So you're kind of managing. Casey just got a burger, by the way. It looks really good. I'm oh. excited. If anyone wants fries, please. Oh, shit. Pork belly on the burger. Pork belly on the burger. Oh, pork God. belly on everything. Sorry, I'm curious. <laughs> but Final Fantasy VII was, I was able to play through, um, I think, the Shinra Electric Company, through the boss, which was the Scorpion Sentry. And I think they renamed it in the remake. I don't know. But, man, that boss fight was just so interesting to play because you're trying to... It brings up the shields. So you have to figure out how to bypass that. And then you have to figure out when to unleash your, um, like, most powerful abilities. You said a self-healing ability. And it just was so deep and interesting. And you can change the way you play it based on how you prefer to play a game. Okay, so but my question is because I grew up with the original, uh, which I know, you know, like the back of my hand. Uh, and obviously, the new Final Fantasy is catering towards like the purists and also those who are coming to it for the first time. So, how did you choose to play? And did you find that it was really like it felt quite natural to switch in between the two? It was, yeah, it was very natural. I didn't get to mess with the face buttons, but okay. I know in the real game you will be able to. Right. So basically, you have two options to play. You can basically bring up a pause menu where you can choose your magic and special abilities. Otherwise, you're blocking and attacking and dodging in real time. But if you want to do magic or a special ability, you can bring up a, a pause screen. But you can map any of your items, magic, or special abilities onto the D-pad so you can play the whole thing in action RPG style if you like. 
that's so cool. So, yeah, so they, they yeah. literally said, like, we want you to play the game how you want to. And the other thing that... The other thing that the... When I was in a group presentation, one of the developers said that they approached the Final Fantasy VII Remake as if it was a brand new Final Fantasy. So they wanted to implement as many kind of reinventations and, and they wanted to be... Gosh, what is the word? They just wanted to be creative and reinventive and like kind of create a new thing for the series. So they, they looked at Final Fantasy VII Remake as if it was a brand new Final Fantasy. Just with pre-existing characters and stories. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm like way more excited for this now that I've been able to oh, see it. Oh, no, that, yeah. like, that, yeah, that's, that the makes me so happy. Yeah. I just like, I, yeah, I didn't Hi. get to check it out. I'm Where's Nanaki? I know! Uh, Give me red right? That's where right? Anna Sanchez, by the way, she has joined us as well. Hi. That's all I care about. No, me too. Actually, I, I when, when we, when we uh, shot our IGN now, uh, yeah, what we Miranda want. and I, you you and I had exactly the same. I was just like, Red 13, Red 13, that's all I want. Can you not show up until like, way later in the he, game? He's pretty late, but Cosmo Canyon is the best music in Final Fantasy VII, except for One Winged Angel. But other than that, Cosmo it's, Canyon. It's it's One Winged Angel. Like, yeah, but that's not going to show up until like 2025. The end of Whatever. The, the, thing, the, thing, the thing that blows Red my 13. mind, the thing that blows my mind is that uh, Square doesn't know how many uh, games there are going to be, episodes or whatever you're going to call them, but they're not really episodes because this is like, they're games. Honestly, I don't think about it. No, they haven't thought about it, but like, what is going to happen when we cross over to the next gen of consoles? Like, are we, is, is, are the Final Fantasy VII games going to cross over to the next generation of consoles or are they just going to be released on like the old gen and what does that mean several years down the line when we're all used to like PlayStation 5 or whatever and like Final Fantasy 7 is still coming out on PS4 like I mean, it depends on what the PS5 offers as a next gen system so right. forward compatibility is a thing that could happen so if all of your saves and stuff is transferred if it's some sort of upgrade to next gen on your game then it could all still exist there Maybe Final Fantasy VII Remake will be the just dance of the next cultural generation. <laughs> but that's not no, like, seriously, like, maybe it will be. Like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, like, Sony's really good about releasing their games on older systems for, like, a very long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, God of War 2 came out, like, a year into the PS3's life cycle and the PS2 were, like, sort of in bridging that gap, essentially. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised... Especially because this console generation, it feels like they know it's going to be a slow adoption rate yeah. because of how good games still are, that we're probably going to see people slowly making their way to PS5 for a couple of years. So it's like the master of remasters. Yes. Jenna, what was uh, your favorite thing of the show? My favorite thing was probably still Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, it's not a Nintendo show, but I'll allow it. And Casey, we're going to oh, come back hey, to Monster Hunter, but Jenna, I want you to what be was, able to eat. What was your favorite part of Luigi's Mansion 3? Gooigi. Honestly, it was the combat system, but Gooigi's also... I've actually warmed to Gooigi. Yeah. His gooey form. Yeah. T- tell <laughs> um, me your favorite fun fact about Gooigi, which is true. Um, I think the fact that he's a time traveler is probably my yeah. favorite fact. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Gooigi is a time traveler. That <laughs> is, like, lore That's correct. Uh, yeah. That's canon. He, um, he, he was created during the um, era of Dark Moon and Beyond, and then Professor Egad needed to train him. 
So he sent him back to the era of Luigi's Mansion 1 so that he could practice. That's why he appears in the, the remaster. 3DS the, the remaster. remaster. Ah, so right. it's like Stanley Remaster. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a time traveler. Um, I don't know how they... I don't know which version of Luigi is in Luigi's Mansion 3. If it's a single Luigi or if there's like existing across multiple timelines. That's all kind of unclear. And all I did was kind of concern the Treehouse people when I asked about it. But... Um, but yeah, I really like the combat system. I love Luigi's Mansion. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. Um, and I feel like every game, it just gets better. Um, I think this one's going to be the best one because it really improves on one of the things that people kind of complain about with Luigi's Mansion, which is that like it's a lot of like flashlights, like a ghost. Oh no, you got to run away because there's other ghosts around. Um, this gives you a lot more autonomy. Um, and I think... Luigi's Mansion was never about it being hard combat-wise anyway, so I think making those things a little bit more streamlined is going to be helpful, and I feel like they've added more tools to create more intriguing puzzles. Like, even though Luigi is, like, odd and disturbing, like, having to control two characters at once makes for some fun puzzles, because, like, you can send Luigi's, like, corpse, corpse husk self down to, like, a little elevator shaft while, like, Luigi's up top, or, like... I use Guiji to get through like the little um, case to get some gold bars. So Miranda, yes, comment. Is I can tell you. Is he really weird? Guiji. <laughs> so no, the why th- is that so weird? Gu- Guiji himself is not inherently weird. The fact that he comes out of like, uh, out, like a your, little your thing bag. near Guiji's butt. And it's it, uh, the good you, hey, hey, also made of how did you phrase it? Didn't your... know that was my nickname. Oh, uh, I phrased I it. Also, are we both J-Town? I guess that's wow. going to get confusing. Oh uh, God, I phrased I it, it as it looks like Guiji, or excuse me, it looks like to pass Guiji, Luigi is passing a really heavy Chipotle burrito that he just had like an hour ago. Because um, it does that, and then he just stands like the husk of his lifeless corpse. It's kind of like yeah. shaking there. I lo- I'm really in there. But also, uh, the game looks beautiful. I love me some ghosts. <laughs> it does. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably like my favorite game of the show just because I love that game so much. But like, honorable mention, uh, me and Miranda saw Control earlier today yeah. and that really blew me away. I thought there was like, um, you know, a lot of variety in how you can approach combat in that game as well. Um, there was, um, I like the supernatural setting of Control. It makes the environment really fascinating. It's interesting because it's kind of this um, somewhat barren government facility. Whose tab is it? I don't know. Wait, what? Don't we don't have There a is tab. no tab There's down no tab. Yet. There's currently. He's like, this I have is, your tab. I'm like, I'm no, you don't. I'm going to go This is a Dine and Dash situation. Control was actually really dope. I loved it. I love the supernatural setting. I love the combat. I was very surprised. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every floor of the hotel that you're going through is a different theme. It's a different theme, yeah. yeah. I'm also really excited for the multiplayer. Um, so they didn't yeah. show it on the show floor, but I got to play. Uh, sorry, no, for Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. Sorry, oh. we're back on Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, um, yeah. They, the Skyscraper is something I think they introduced in Dark Moon. Dark Moon, yeah. But and, um, but just yeah. like on Switch and everything, it's less like it's this. Be good. It seems less competitive. It's more like just to be fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. Is just so great. Yeah. And I'm excited to see like what the story is, even though it's like it's just a Nintendo adventure game, so yeah. the story's never like you know, I'm not gonna be crazy in this game or, or you might, who knows? Maybe uh, Gooigi sacrifice. Yeah, I feel like Zelda's like an exception though. Um, for the most part it's like you got the thing, woohoo! And that's like it. Um, but I'm curious as to what the story is gonna be. Uh, yeah. other honorable mention Outer Worlds was also dope. That's outer Worlds, I wanna talk about outer stuff Worlds. especially yes, not yes. Outer Wilds. Not uh, Wilds. Because it's Worlds. not on PlayStation. Uh, I do wanna talk about control once Miranda gets back for yeah. sure. Um, I do want to ask everyone at the table, including Tom, who's blowing on this hot, hot water. Um, tea. tea, thank you. Hot, hot water. It wasn't tea I feel tea like yet. if we were 
in a game, Tom would be like the wise and kind quest giver, who's like, I need you to retrieve like my writing quill from the merchant. <laughs> I feel like he's acting on behalf of Pat, though. Pat, for reference, will probably be silent for this whole show. Right, Pat? Yeah, Pat's just shaking his head. Yes, he's not going to talk. Uh, I, yeah, I do want to just say for the record, Pat is on our video team. He is like the lifeblood of video. He is also the lifeblood of video, and I also have some amazing photos of us from a couple of nights ago where we were quite merry, and I am very happy to release those into the wild <laughs> shortly. I'll put those on the video version of this episode. You've never been on a podcast before? I've never been blackmailed. Subtle difference. We'll, we'll make that happen. Don't worry. Um, it's thrilling. It's Pat like, takes amazing wildlife photography, so yes. you can follow him on Twitter, yeah. which is... National Geographic <laughs> hire this man. Um, I do want to ask... But also don't, because we need you in our show. Yeah, that's yes. true, also. Um, what does everyone think, now that we're through the show, does it matter that PlayStation was gone? Hell do you think it yeah, hurt... Do you, yeah. Well, do you think it hurt them, or did it hurt the show more? It hurt the show more. Yeah, it hurt the show. It definitely hurt the show way more than it hurt Sony. Like, I feel like Sony will probably be back next year. Uh, I feel like this year it definitely was... The, the, the West the, the West, West Hall was, West Hall's was embarrassingly empty. Very empty. Yeah. And, like... like, Nintendo... And there was an Oculus booth, but whatever. There was Sega. Sega was there. And Sega they had, had a really cool booth, too. It, they did. Yeah. And then, but they were mostly old games. And Geico yeah. Gaming. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. And they also had Xseed. Oh, yeah, they had, had a big anime space. Games. I played Rune Factory 4, and that game is a lot more raunchy than I remembered it to be. Huh. I've never... Yeah. I have no idea of the Dude, Rune I'm Factory. so into it, though. It's like dungeon crawling, monster taming, farming, and relationship sim all in one. Yeah. And I love it. Um, I Yeah, I think that when you put it that way, man, this was a pretty... Like, I don't know if they intended it to be this, but this is a pretty good bargaining chip for Sony for next year. Yeah. Right? I, I was but joking. Also, like, what, what, ESA wants to get them back now. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, th- no, no, that's no, what but, we're talking about, is was Sony not being at the show worse for Sony or worse for E3? Worse for E3, but, like, what, like, what could Sony... Like, imagine if Sony went up against... Even though I feel like Xbox's conference was pretty fine. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't feel it was amazing, but I feel like uh, there was definitely a, a a couple of. It had Keanu, and it also had a big. And it had a Lego car. Had a Lego car, and it also and had and fire, and it also had like a big, a big uh, announcement of a next gen console. So it's sort of. I mean, uh, whatever. You know, mainstream. Like, 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 think like, like when you're like, think, oh, no, no, I totally have a girlfriend, but I can't show you any photos of her. Oh, she, li- she, just, she, she lives in Canada. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you spiked the mic. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did, speaking of as we're an totally aside, dating, but I have no proof. Did you Just guys? Me. Did you guys see that tweet from Major Nelson in like 2012 yeah, that yeah. someone dug up where it was Major Nelson oh, from yeah. Microsoft tweeting like, "Wow, revealing a console without actually showing it. That's a bold strategy." And it's like, "Oh no, dude." Oh, but you always find those. The yeah. thing is, is that like Sony was smart uh, because yeah, you don't want to just show off the the same three games uh, when you're going up against. What are you going up against? Uh, Regardless of whether or not it was an announcement. I mean, it was verification that that Xbox is looking towards the future and and da-da-da-da-da. And And I just feel like if Sony had 
arrived with what? Like, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Last of Us, and... Indie Game Highlight Reel. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Plus stuff like, I guess... And Indie Game Highlight Reel. Medieval and Concrete Gene are also yeah. first party, like, um, exclusive releases. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Sony, because Sony didn't have anything anyway, so... But also, you don't have to have something to be E3. The spirit of E3 is that you have nothing, or what you have is a lie. That is E3. <laughs> it's like, I already knew about this, or you showed me something that I'm not going to have, maybe ever. That's Janet, E3. this is and your first E3, E3 correct? I bought a PS3 for Last Guardian and Monster Hunter, and I got neither of those things Perfect. on PS3. You blew it. I bought an Xbox One for Recore, and that game was not good. Ooh, boy. Uh, I bought an Xbox One for fucking Scalebound. I'm sorry I cursed, but... That, that's not Casey. Happen. Casey, you host Nintendo Voice Chat. You're supposed to be pure. True. We say. She's unhinged now. Well, now. Yeah. We, we wait. We have a uniting of the shows right yeah. now. Yeah, We're just missing Game Scoop, basically. But we have NBC yeah. unlocked. And thank you, NBC unlocked and Beyond on the show. And also, John Ryan has joined us as well. Hey, John. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. I, it's been a busy week. Yeah. Old fashioned. Yes, it is an old-fashioned um, I want to get back to, we have a lot quite to discuss, but Janet, since Miranda's back, what did you guys think of Control? Because that is a game coming to PlayStation, and I do want to talk about those. Yeah, I was mentioning before, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I already mentioned that I love the supernatural setting, because it lends itself to like so many different environment types, because since like there'll be all these different anomalies, you never know what you'll end up like experiencing. Um, there are these fun areas for when you're trying to like get a um, what is it? It's a what object? A um, what was the phrase for it? Wait, like, sorry, what? Um, object of objects power. Objects of power. <laughs> yeah. Object of power. The, when you're trying to go to interact with these objects of power in control, like you're in these like odd platformy sections, and they kind of remind me of like those areas in like Recore where you're trying to like get that one item at the end, or the areas in Super Mario Sunshine that were like platforming without um, flood, but not nearly as difficult to, sure. to traverse. But it had that kind of barren feeling with also like moving platforms and squares, and I kind of like that. It, it felt very like oddly and creepily familiar, but in a good way. Um, I love the little detailing of the rooms. I really like the um, combat. They have um, ammo regeneration, but not health regeneration. And I've always hated, like, in-shooter experiences. I'm not, like, that great of a shooter. Like, I watched Miranda play, and it was just, like, headshot, headshot, headshot. Hey. Miranda is so good and at shooters. I haven't tweeted okay. this out yet, so spoilers for my Twitter account, but I've been wanting to tweet. I could watch Miranda sink headshots all day. I want to watch that. It's, it's honestly soothing. like watching an artist paint. It it's is amazing. so soothing to watch I Miranda. I watched the first time I watched Miranda do, like, a Call of Duty stream or something was, like... Just mesmerizing. I feel bad. I get very into it, and I curse a lot. <laughs> I feel like I'm not really allowed to do. Where I probably shouldn't be allowed to do streams because it's just me like saying, <laughs> saying things that I almost said. Anyway, because we haven't cursed on so the show. My favorite is when Miranda gets a new game in the office, like a battle royale, and then you just hear her like cursing the whole time. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, but it's I like the it. opposite reaction of like when you had to watch like anime. Why can't I think of the Yuri on Ice? And, and see so you like bawling your eyes out at your desk. Cry you're on. Like, yeah, you, you've had every emotion at your that's desk so I think you could have. Um, yeah, so I like, as someone that's not as proficient at shooters, it's nice to not. I never enjoyed managing my ammo at all. 
Um, so I like that you, that part regenerates, but since your health doesn't, you're kind of forced to fight. Like, you can't just, like, the big thing they mentioned is, like, it's, this is not a cover shooter. You have to kind of be out there. Yeah. yeah. And I like that because the combat is so fun. Um, a, a big core part of it is that you pick up things and then throw them. Um, so, and you can pick up, like, almost anything. You can pick up, like, cans and tires and, like, just random, like, pieces of cargo containers. Um, Metal and, materials. Yeah. And then, um, the sometimes enemies have, like, a little shield that requires <laughs> to, to, like, throw something at them. Um, to break it, and then you, like, just, like, shoot them up. Um, it seems like there's a lot going on with, like, the skill tree and, like, the different ways you can, like, upgrade your personality. Sorry, we're in everything. the middle of taking a selfie while um, also trying to talk. Totally. It's, go- okay, it's going so really go- well. No, no, yeah, no, we're... Yeah. Yeah. got her thing going, Janet. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, please okay. keep going. Okay, I'm still going and talking about <laughs> control. Um, yeah, and I really liked all those elements of it. Um, yeah, it just, it just was great. And I like, um, you know, we talked to the, the narrative designer of the game, um, and she had mentioned that um, she, like, we were really aiming to create a something that felt, you know, unusual and weird, but still somehow made sense, even when you were going through things that were otherwise nonsensical. I think it's a really hard, like, thing to strike, and I feel like they are really achieving that well. And just what i played so far, it's yeah. a small slice of I'm it. I'm super excited and for I it. Random I well. love Remedy stuff. Yeah. Um, I like Alan Wake is great. I like what they were trying to do with Quantum Break, even though, like, obviously the TV stuff yeah. was weird. I think a, a lot of stuff was really fun and good, and, and Remedy has a great way of making their games feel cinematic and very specifically though yeah. and like there's that can mean so many things right and I love the way that they go about doing it so yeah I think that like they are not willing to experiment it's funny I saw like the heads of Remedy around with Sean Ashmore from Quantum Break and everything and it's like Oh, they like they know how to really build relationships to the people they work with. So, like, I think their vision and stuff, people really believe in. It's excited to see them try something new. Right, and like even their narrative. Um, the, the person we talked to for the interview, she was talking about how so so much of it was about framing and the length of things, and, like keeping all this different kind of direction in mind. Yeah. That really makes that feel kind of cinematic in a way. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm know, excited. It's really cool. And, like, yeah. They, they do really cool stuff. Right and now. it's coming out in August, right? Hours. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So, so, so it's weird because they don't call it a sci-fi. They call it like, new weird. Yeah. New weird. That sounds like right. What does that mean? So it's like a, like a, in the vein of sci-fi and super not natural genre, I guess. Oh, it's like uh, whenever anyone directing a horror movie decides to call their film a supernatural thriller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a spooker. The disdainer voice. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's new weird, which... I'm um, okay. Like, sure. You guys do what you gotta do. I hope it's new, voice. like, N-U but, with an umlaut. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. new metal. But what I like about it, so it's fun. And it's cool and weird. Yeah. Like, I do appreciate that. And they said that Twin Peaks was kind of inspiration for, for some right. things in it. And you absolutely see, like, some of the characters are just so bizarre in the way they speak and act. And that kind of likens to, like, the normalcy of Twin Peaks, but also those very strange moments that you're like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, right, right, right. I also <laughs> appreciate, like, uh, a developer and a team not going overboard with the style or messaging. So, like, there's this whole thing of, like, it's corporate, it's strict, you have to kind of, like... You're the, um, you know, director of this facility, and you're trying to, like, learn how the corporation works. But it doesn't, like, hit you over the head with that super hard. Right. I feel like a lot of games, and they do it purposefully, so it's not like they don't aren't self-aware. But they're like, let's kick it up to the extreme. And they're like, and they make it super, super, like, you know, Fallout-level corporate, which can be fun. It's its own aesthetic. But I enjoy that this is, like, a more normal take on the corporate world. It's more of, like, just straight-up bureaucracy, like, the way, like, any other government facility would run, rather than being, like, 
it's crazy, right, how, like, corrupt and messed up it is. It's just kind of, like, a little bit more mundane, and I, I, I feel mean, like it's a good contrast to the supernatural. It elements. does feel like there's an element of, hey, they do shady stuff because they're still, like, investigating supernatural things, and in, that, in doing that... They do their own not great things, yeah. um, and that's kind of like the motivation of actually the character going here. Uh, Jesse, she's going because of a thing that happened that I don't want to spoil for you, Ooh. even though they told us. <laughs> we can probably spoil it for you, but I'm not going to do that. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to play this one. Yeah. yeah, I've always liked their stuff. I remember during the Xbox conference where it was like the Blair Witch trailer came up and I was like so sure it was Alan Wake. So yeah, me too. I thought, right, I was like, this is Alan Wake. I, mean, I would have been Wake. fine with that if it was an Alan Wake reboot. Like, the oh, me Alan too. It's so good. Yeah, I, I would love... They want to make Alan Wake. I just don't think anyone wants to fund it right now. Well, I mean, but like, who, what's the studio behind Blair Witch? Lionsgate? Oh, right. Legendary, so one of them. Great. Who are you? Oh, yeah, it's the Layers of Fear developers, right? Okay. Can we real talk real quick, real quick, real quick? Can we just talk about the fact that like it any like four years ago or whatever? Like if a <laughs> tell us all your secrets. Perfect. Say everything out loud right now. Thank you. <laughs> like so, if if like four or five years ago a Blair Witch game was announced at E3. That would be, like, huge, right? Like, people would pay attention. But there are so many games coming out, and Microsoft's show was so packed that, like, a Blair Witch game gets announced, and everyone forgets ten minutes later. I think it's also because, like, the IP has kind of faded from our collective knowledge. We did just have the new movie, like, two years ago. But it's also, like, even then, it's not right. I feel like some people are probably really excited for that. No, and I'm not hating on it. I'm not trying to dump on it. I'm just saying, like... It's just like, it feels like a weird yeah. game to be getting a game in 2019. Like, I'm sure, surprised yeah. we didn't see it I really appreciate that Tom started that sentence with real talk, because I just appreciate that. Also, so. the developer is Bluebird Team. Thank you. I, I had it right. That's all I got to say. Tom, uh, you're currently downloading Cadence of Hyrule. On oh, it's downloaded. Oh, it's fully downloaded. Yeah. Where's your TDR, Matt? Let's do a let's play oh, of yeah. Cadence of Hyrule while we're uh, recording this. But other I'm than not that, sure there's anything your audience would hate more <laughs> than an audio-only let's play. let's play of a Nintendo game. We should put this up on Unlocked and NBC because we're talking about all three games. We should put it on everything, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll like stealth put it up on Game Scoop. everything game show. Are we in no. Game are we, are so we Scoop? Well, we're it's gonna put up. There's a fun fact on our like podcast uploading service. There's a no distro podcast thing that like it'll occasionally auto default to, and I've accidentally uploaded like six episodes to be onto it because I always assume I'm gonna log in. It's gonna be beyond, yeah. but it's always like no distro, and I accidentally put that up, and it gets like six downloads, and I'm like, that's a great name for a podcast. No, right, no distro. Patent, pending, patent, pending, patent, pending, patent, pending. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I it sounded like you were saying pending patent. Pen, it is. Pen, pen, I'm already filed. Oh, how long was it up for? No district. It didn't. I caught it before it went live. Ah, okay. I'm sorry, Beyond fans. They don't know. How dare you? Uh, Tom, what was your favorite thing of the show? I don't know, man. Great, thanks. Psych- uh, uh, what? The end. Oh, yeah, that's actually the right answer is Hollow Knight. <laughs> so Hollow Knight is a game... <laughs> But Hollow Knight is on PS4, and of course there is Hollow Knight Silk Song coming out. Yeah. Is, question is Silk Song 
song? Yeah. Okay. Is Silk Song one word or two words? It's one word. Okay. Because one of our lower thirds accidentally had two. It, yeah, two I saw words. that. Okay, I did too. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Silk Song is actually going to be a console exclusive for Switch. Oh, wow. I highly, and I don't, this is not based on any sort of information. I highly doubt that will be a permanent console exclusive. I imagine it'll be, if it's the case, I imagine it'll show up a year later or whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, Silk Song was the bomb, dude. It was so cool. The way I put it in my preview was, like, they could have really easily just taken the safe route and just done more Hollow Knight, and honestly, I think everybody would have just been okay with that. But the character controls so differently. She's so much faster, and she heals, like, almost instantly for, like, a bunch of health, and there's so many little changes that just, like, change the way you play that game that they really didn't take the safe route, and it is really, really exciting as a result. In, other than maybe difficulty, which is kind of the obvious answer, in what ways will Hollow Knight fans be like, this is familiar, and in what ways will they be like, this is totally different? Pretty much everything in, like the exploration and that world and like the actual kind of like structure of the combat is extremely similar it's just that like it feels very different and there's all these little other touches like I'm pretty sure you don't drop your money when you die it's just like a cocoon is there and you can break the cocoon and then you'll get like full magic pretty much so what if you die again will it disappear like in Dark Souls I think I don't know actually um uh, but then, because I never, I never died, and then didn't make it back to the game. Wow! Oh my god! Oh, that was oh so my god! That, that my god! Wow. So Bro, Bro was, that wasn't even a brag. Bro gamer, okay, so, Mark. so but, but, if, we, if we're bragging, before we started the control demo, they're like, "Hey guys, this is kind of hard. Like, it's okay. You have to like go get your health. It doesn't regenerate. If you die, that's fine." We did not die a single guy. Okay. You know, speaking of, I'm not gonna lie, speaking I thought of bragging, speaking, speaking of bragging, that's it. Uh, Dauntless Devs said I was the only one to get an axe level charge to three. Did everyone around what the table? What do you say? And also, I was the first one, one to beat the Winterhorn script. Okay, this is Iceport. Okay. Right. No, it's not. It's Dauntless. Well, oh, sorry. I thought you said Dalton. Did everyone no. around the table get at least one good game of bragging this week? Yes. No. Good. You got one. You got one. I did not. No. I wasn't okay. even. I literally opened that with, and that isn't bragging. Yeah. And then y'all started bragging. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty bragging. good I'm at like, Luigi's Mansion. I'll say that. <laughs> I got both collectibles. <laughs> we're trying to check our guide. It was I posted a video clip earlier this week, and it was a provided asset from a developer. And all of the comments are about how bad I am at that video <laughs> <laughs> oh, game. Like, I can't even tell you. We've had that happen like, before. Guys, the developers are playing this, not us. Or, like, it's not not to throw them under it's just that people don't understand. I don't know. It's also a lot of times you're playing this game and it's literally the first time we're playing it and it's the only chance we have to play it. Like, you can't expect no, you to should know how to play game. that game automatically no, and perfectly. When, when people have games with like esports or pro players involved and you watch somebody else that's not that and if all you watch is the pro players, then that makes it harder to if you want a real, If you want a real Hollow Knight brag, the demo guy was said that I was the first person he'd seen to beat the boss. Yeah, that you were. That's right, Tom Marks. Represents. So, yeah. And I beat it on my. I, it took me three. It, I only died twice, but it was my first time playing it. Was on camera, so you can go watch that video. Actually, yeah. That was a freaking hard fight too. The game's fun, man. Well, I mean, you beat Luigi's Mansion, too. What? You beat Luigi's Mansion, too. Yeah, but, I don't know. I, 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 Luigi's Mansion does not seem like it is aspiring to be Hollow Knight levels of difficulty. No, <laughs> it, it is not. I confirm that it is not. 
talking to the Dolan's PR guy, um, Andy Burt, and he said he can't wait to get it. He wanted to go get his, his shit kicked in by Hollow Knight if he could get away from the Dolan's booth for a little bit. Yeah, yeah no, so it's wasn't really Dauntless like right next it to it? It was them? right next okay, to it, and he had just been longingly looking at it the whole show. Oh, that's so <laughs> <laughs> If I can say one more thing about Hollow Knight, really you tiny, can. interesting detail that I didn't dig into my preview Hornet, the new character, is a character from the first game. She talks. So the vessel in the first game is silent, is a silent protagonist. But this character talks to you in the first game. So in the second game, she has dialogue with, like, before the boss fight, she has, like, a little back and forth with this enemy, being like, yo, let's go. What's she saying? She's talking shit? Yeah, they're, like, talking, smacking each other. It's really cool. And, like, Wait, so the monsters also talk? I don't want to Some of them. Not all of them. But that's the other thing. Is that all the enemies in the first game, and this is getting real deep in Hollow Knight lore, all the enemies in the first game are, like, corrupted and, like, they're messed up and enraged, but that same thing isn't in this world, so, like, these dudes might just be guys, like, they're just hanging out. absolutely mad. I am in love love with Hollow Knight. I am in love with this game in that world. I mean, yeah, Tom, so we talked to... That's wow, Tom, you have a lot of love. Tom said that he was going to make me a pie for starting here, and then he never made the pie. I didn't so. do that yet. That is an oversight, because you made me a pie. Yeah. Oh! It also took me like oh three months God. to make you a pie, so what? I'm slow. Okay. Jenna, when did you start? Again, I started thing, April 7th. Yes, I got time. Yeah, you got I one month. Is everyone good? Good for now. I'll take a Moscow meal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm deviating Perfect. now. Um, what were we saying? Keanu. Uh, Keanu, right? Yeah. Reeves. And you didn't make me a pie, but you yeah. have time. I think 30. You have 30 days, Mark. The clock starts now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Tom, I think we talked a little bit about Keanu. Yeah. How are you feeling now a few more days out from the Keanu? I'm just glad it's public now, man, that I talked to him. Because it was so nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Because, like, Tom and I, it was a hard-kept secret that Tom had a thing to do, and it was with that. And it was just, like, that thing was, like, boiling over and boiling over and boiling over, and, like, keeping the pot lid on was just like, oh, God. It was also, if I can get real embarrassing, my mom kept texting me being like, when can I tell my friends? And I was like, this is so... so Little Thomas met Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. I assume that's not what you're talking about. My son, Thomas Marks, for some reason, like, she's really angel. I I have no... Like, you're super young, so I have no idea why, like, I'm doing this, like... Uh, Janet, give me your best Tom's mom impression. This is my nightmare. Hello. <laughs> Special guest coming in, Tom's mom. I thought your nightmare was all watching the PC live show during our meeting. Tom's mom joins the fight. It's Why? a character I'm waiting to be announced. Oh, yeah, so uh, before E3, we had a news planning meeting. And during it, of course, the topic came up that Tom hosted the PC gaming show a couple years oh, back. Oh, yeah, that was pretty So rough. we pulled up the clip of him hosting. It he was not that great. rough. You did a really good job. Yeah, you did a really good, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good job. He but looked as extravagant as he ever has you guys uh, pulled on up, that stage. You guys pulled up that video in the meeting, and it was, like, straight up, like, sixth grade piano recital levels of, like, oh, I don't oh, want to be here. Like, I'm no. so sorry. Oh. Like, look, I'll cop to it. It was 100% me that It really that, was. And I'm <laughs> really sorry. Because I know what that shit feels like. Like, I... To have like a thing like a performance or whatever from your past is like show like I'm really sorry about that. Like, I'm so glad mine like, doesn't exist on the internet. I'm yeah. sorry, but hey, yours was good. 
Yours was good. I'm really happy none of my uh, A, speech and debate performances, and B, in particular, Glee Club performances exist. Hey, 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 don't I, don't I, don't I. Yeah. Tell me about your Glee Club time. Just tell you about, I was president of my high school Glee Club. So we structure? I wanted structure in mine. So we had vice president of Thespians. Sorry? Vice President of Thespians. Okay, nice. So we're, just, we're all theater kids around the table, right? In high school? Okay. Yeah. Me too. All right, high five! Vice okay. President all right, of all right, Thespians! All right, one more, one more, like, just add to the thing. Uh, I did a, I did my degree in film and theater, and I've got a master's degree in screenwriting. What? Right? Why you because, went to extra school for Yeah, I went. I gave up after the first But round. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we we all are on the same, like, theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when's the have, IGN movie dropping? Yeah. I'm like, Lucy directs. I, I okay. may have started writing an IGN musical okay, guys, I got a little Wait, while oh, ago. Can you let me? Oh. No, oh, okay. no. Oh. I don't have it on hand, but I may have started Casey, doing that. I can read that. As an April Fool's parent. Oh, my God. We need to, like, drink more often together. Yeah, we do. IGN, I want to see it. Wow. No, absolutely not. And then people can play and, like, you know. Can I be? Can I just snapping. be like the Eponine character? Because that's all I've wanted oh, my entire life. Like uh, I've just wanted to be like that, like that gorgeous. Like this is what Beyond fans want. Oh, right? they definitely like, everyone, want everyone, everyone, like every Beyond fan just wants to hear me talk about like fucking Eponine. Uh, all I want to do is just like play that kind of a character, just like a very sexy altar, like craving love. Have any of you the dying street urchin? Have any of you listened to Hades Town? And this is going to be the end of my. Y'all should listen to Hades Town. Yes. All right. Okay, now we're just getting into D and D. Okay, now we're making our own fandom right here. This is not what the people want. Wait, wait. Before before we go on. Okay, hold on. Before we go on, um, Lucy, not knowing your uh, knowledge level of this particular nerddom, if you had to pick one, what would your D and D class be? Uh, my, not my knowledge, no, I, I don't play. I don't do. I don't know D and D. Oh no, but I played D and D with Jr. But what, like, what I was you? very drunk. It's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be, and I'm just gonna say like some like like frivolous fantasy name. I would be an elfling. There are elves. Well, that's a race. What's your class? So race like elf. No, this is not the the time. We're starting a different podcast. Okay, I would. I would always like you know ranger. Oh no, I'd always be like like I I always like fancy myself as a warrior, but like a warrior that would that would die within like two minutes of being in the fray because I am a weak human being. (laughs) Has anyone like seen my arms? I'm like a long noodle with no texture at yeah, all. We are one round. So speaking of D&D, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced this week. It was. Yeah, yeah. for the Stadia so announcement. Please give me this. I don't know anything about this. You didn't hear this? No, I. of course oh, I will. Well, I don't know if you missed I it. I covered the Stadia. Okay, okay right. Okay, if Brandon Tywell were here, I give him so much shit for this. <laughs> okay, what are you saying? Okay, so so we have this running joke where I make fun of him for liking D and I'm like, oh, you nerd! Every wow, time, thanks, every time, no, like, no, only him. Oh, okay. okay. But it's, it's Everyone else is cool. It's just him. Around and makes fun of me because I love anime. Good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's fair. Oh, but, I, but I always like to give him. Yeah. I always like to give him like a little shit. Good. It's not. It's not genuine. It's just. It's just 
BT, if you ever listen to this, we're giving you shit in spirit. He's not listening. And we love he's you. Not, he's not he's listening. And he will never not. listen to no. Send him the file and make him um, listen to it. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced uh, this week, and it just reminds me, because we're finally getting back to talking about video games in E3, um, it was a really great week for RPGs, you guys. Yeah, no, really. Like, it, it was literally, like, there there are always, like, one or two genres that, like, stick out like sore thumbs. It's like, we had really great years, and we had really bad years. And, like, this was a really amazing year for, like, kind of classic RPGs. Like, we've got Baldur's Gate 3, we've got uh, The Outer Worlds, obviously Cyberpunk. Monster Hunter um, Iceborne. I, well, I, th- I think that's sort of a different style of and, RPG. Yeah, it's an Just let her mention it. Fine, fine, you can mention Iceborne. But I'm talking about ones that are, like, really heavy on player choice, them. really heavy on, yeah. um, like, kind of, like, the idea of consequences. Like, I saw a demo for uh, Vampire the Masquerade 2 Bloodlines. God, there are so that's many subtitles in that. Well, it was, it's, not, it's not as bad as Werewolf colon the apocalypse hyphen Earthblood, no. which I also saw no. that same day. Also set in the exact same universe as Vampire colon the masquerade hyphen Bloodlines 2. Hey, so maybe... Actually, there are different properties, but it's Monster totally Hunter fine. World Iceborne is not nearly as bad. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so anyways, but Bloodlines 2 is also this huge, deep RPG that's all about player choice. Um, and then I also saw today, like, this really great little... Uh, it's like an old-timey kind of a classic computer RPG style, like the isometric style, like like Baldur's Gate is, um, called Paranoia, uh, Happiness is Mandatory. Oh, yeah, how which was is, that? It was fucking great. Really? I was really... So I missed the boat on this one entirely, and I feel really bad for that now. I initially thought that it was like sort of like a management sim almost, like, uh, like Prison Architect or Observation, where it's like you play as HAL 9000 or as Big Brother... But instead, it's it's sort of like Fallout in that, like, there's this colony of, of people, uh, and there's this, <laughs> there's this, you know, omnipotent robot overlord called Friend Computer, and Friend Computer is basically Hal, but also to the, like, worst Orwellian extreme possible. Okay. Um, like, it's organized life down to the basic things, like, everyone's drugged out on, like, happy, literal happy pills, um... But it's great. It's this old school computer RPG, but it's also like it, it uses the Baldur's Gate 2 like active pause, like tactic system. So it's a little bit tactical in its combat, which is really cool. And it's just genuinely funny. But it's like seeing that kind of resurgence of choice based narrative, I really, really, really love. Because like, that's always been present in the last few years, but like I don't think I've seen it like out in force like I have this year at 2019. Oh, yeah, it's really been great. I really enjoyed the Outer Worlds demo. Yeah, I almost said Outer Wilds. Uh, the Outer Worlds demo. I still need to play it. I know Tom is super into that as yeah, well. I've, I've been thinking about it all week. I've seen people be like, this is a game of the generation. Like People are in love with it. I'm excited to play it. I really can't wait to play it. One of my favorite games of the year. Yeah, I... Obviously, we're on a PlayStation show. If you have an Xbox a or a PC, you should play it. PCs for everybody. It's a, um, except for Sony. Except for, or people who own Macs. That's true. I don't. Well, the thing well, is, I, I feel like computer. I don't own a computer. Same. So. So Hard same. I feel like people who get mad at like Sony or PlayStation owners or Xbox owners or Nintendo owners, like whatever console they have, they don't get mad at the PC people. Like they're just like the people that are there. Just let them be. And that's kind them. of it. And yeah. so that's why I'm always like, that's also on PC. But yeah, the uh, the Outer Worlds demo. So I've never played 
uh, New, New Vegas. Vegas. I've not really been a big Fallout or Elder Scrolls person, but the yeah. just the whole setup, uh, the like the scenario of this space world that's like overcome by bureaucracy yeah. and the weird machinations of that right. are really interesting to me. Even though I would like wouldn't have expected yeah. it to, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's this neat thing where like they, it's it's you know obviously it's an old trope like Borderlands. Not didn't invent it, but like I think they kind of mainline mainstreamed it back when Borderlands Borderlands Two came out, where it's like, hey, this planet is owned by a company. Yeah. Um, and like going through that, like seeing how Obsidian is is sort of tackling that is super neat. And like I also just like love their sense of humor. They're very like it's it's winky, but not in in an obnoxious. You guys got your meal? Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, everyone, just remember. If you're listening to this out there, just remember, tip your waitress. Um, <laughs> and also, don't be a dickhead. Like, I have... Can I take these two? Yes. Yes. I... I was sitting at this very restaurant, actually, uh, a couple of days ago, and I saw a couple of very angry men be very rude to a waitress. And they had they were they were older than all of all of us sitting here. Combined? Maybe. Not not combined, but like they were, you know, should have known better. And they had slicked back hair gel. And they were being really rude to a waitress because uh the food was coming out late, but like the place was packed, and obviously, Have a little bit no one can actually help that when that when it happens. And I just think, you know what? That is such a red flag for me. Yeah. Like for, for you're like, not going to date any not, of those not, dudes. Not, not, not just not just for for like a dating thing, but like, like a for human a human thing. being in general. Like, do not. Don't be rude to wait stuff. This has anyway, been our take on Schmanners. Something just happened. Oh, no. Schmanners. Yeah. What? I didn't get curry this year. Oh, no. Oh, what? Curry. Will wait, we be here tomorrow? This is now CurryCast 2019. Yeah. So, so, Sorry. So, no, so there are E3 traditions in place, and one of them is that we go to Coco Curry. I did not get curry this year, and I am distraught. I'm sorry. You want to go get curry? Uh-huh. Maybe. I already ate Should a burger, I'm not opposed. So, have curry also. Also, yeah. I have curry. Take your waitresses, be kind, eat curry. The three pillars of life. Yes. I just wanted to say, I have Google Alerts set up to alert me when my name comes up in media, and I was alerted for um, hilltopmonitor.com, and it's an article that just takes sentences from a bunch of different articles on uh, I've the seen web. this. Yeah. So the first sentence is, unfortunately for Square, Final Fantasy VII was fighting for attention with the gorgeous Final Fantasy VII. And at the very end what? of the article, it says, Casey DeFreitas is an editor at IGN who loves monster hunting, slaying, and catching. <laughs> it <laughs> Good took job. Your, like, your it took off? my sign off. Oh, my God. It was the, um, so there are these, like, bot... AI train, bot. Yeah. yeah. Like these... These weird programs that like students will set up and like other things. We've had like legally we send takedowns, send takedowns to like some guy at MIT or some other fancy college. Be like, hey, hey, dude, uh, you can't steal our stuff and use our headlines. You, you can't make videos like that. Sorry, please, please stop. Thanks. Uh, s- speaking of taking stuff, and that's literally the loosest transition I can come up with. <laughs> can anyone take this recorder? Because I have to go to the bathroom real yeah, quick. Thank you. No, I'm feel taking. Free, uh, sorry. Feel free Tom, to keep put going. on the headphones. Okay. Uh, so the power is we, we were talking about being kind. Yes. To, uh, your, to your to your 
your waiters, waitresses. That's good. Um, but let's talk about some more video games. Like Nintendo games now that the Beyond Master is gone. No, 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 Pokemon. no. Pokemon. No, 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 no. keep talking about PlayStation related things. No, we, yeah, we, I saw, hey, I saw we talked about games. Luigi's Mansion right. for like 10 minutes. That's not PlayStation. We can talk hey, about Pokemon. It's not my fault. That's not PlayStation. What I love. It's not. Okay. It's not your fault. So, uh. Yeah. What, what else? Wait, can I talk? Did anyone else see Psychonauts 2? No. no. Not yet. Please. Oh, dude, it was so cool looking. I'm a huge fan of the first one, and like. This one is looking like a real game, finally, and it looks really fun. Like, the combat is more complex, the jokes and lines are good, the cinematics are funny, the world design was, like, so cool that they showed off. Yeah, it was just, like, extremely encouraging. Um, I don't know, man, I just, like, I'm just excited that game has finally exists and it's finally going to come out in some capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always have... A lot of faith in that team. I think they're really funny, great oh, writers. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And now they are a uh, Microsoft studio. So. Yeah, they are a Microsoft studio. Yeah, man. Which is I, very I funny. I live for Game Pass. It's like my backlog machine. <laughs> I was like sitting at in the Microsoft conference with uh, James Duggan, and I like turned to him at one point and said, "Man, I can't wait to add that to my backlog." The games <laughs> yeah. that I think look great, but I will never finish. Yeah. So, I did kind of demo a game that's coming to PS4. Oh, that's oh. great. Yeah, so uh, on our live show, if you if you saw it, No Straight Roads, which is an action game, but it's about music, so it's not a rhythm game. So they wanted to make this a game about music, but not be a rhythm game, because not everyone likes rhythm games, but they want to play a game with like, where music is a fundamental element. And so, it's the way they mix in music is, it's about this indie rock band having to take back their city from an evil EDM corporation. <laughs> and so I asked him, I was like, what do you guys have against EDM? They're like, oh, we don't have anything against it. It's just like a good a good story. You know, it's kind of, I think it's also a classic story that people feel like they're being slighted by EDM. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, some, that's a thing, I guess. When I was in middle school, if you didn't like rap music, you were a loser. And so there were the rappers and the rock, rockers, and the rappers would come around the rockers and harass them. Which one were you? What do you think, Janet? I'm gonna go uh, rapper. You have nothing but like Lil and Easy Work. Yeah, Casey like, listens to nothing but gangster rap at her desk. It's so distracting. No headphones either. Yeah, man. I yeah, can't believe it. Loud. Totally unfiltered. I just want everyone to feel my rage. Yeah. And cursing. Um, no, I'm guessing rock, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also. <laughs> I also listen to rap, but in, in middle school, I wore clothes from Hot Topics, so, you know. Yeah. You, you can do it all. Yo, now that Hot Topics like gotten like, less rocky and more like nerdy, like mm-hmm. that's a good place to like low-key find some nerd shit. My jo- grandma... I know, I know, it's, not, it's, cool. not, it's not low-key anymore. It's, it's not, it's not cool. Well, it's, it's not low-key anymore, but it's like... What you, you can get Loki shirts to be like, I bought some Loki. Hot Topic. No, I'm never but embarrassed. Can, but you can get, like, a good-ass Pokeball shirt at Hot Topic. You can. So. You can also get, It's like um, how you can get some decent shit at Forever 21. PlayStation-related shirts. Which we're like, John- I shouldn't be shopping here. Um, I'm trying so hard, guys. Jonathan was gone for two minutes, and this whole thing just went off the no, rails. Okay. So, I tried so hard hold to on. this in line. To Tahoe, to Dan Cool, uh, to all the rest it's from the group, 
I just want to apologize. <laughs> I would like to say that I am probably the most sober person here, except for Tom. Yeah. And I have done my best to keep this I on PlayStation. That. I was talking about a game that's coming to the PS4, the game really interesting, and then though. and then you guys took it off. Look, the it's my about, fault. I'm sorry. This is the thing about this episode of Beyond. It should be like this. So, I know. Yeah, this we're good. Should it? So what are you in the humor? Let us know down in the comments. We're gonna rapper or a rocker. What? Why not? That's both? what we were talking about. Rapper or I rocker? was both. I, had a, like, a I listened to Elliot Smith and cried alone. Oh my Wait, god, I age? love Elliot Smith. Yeah, yes. Elliot Smith is great. Like, what like, age let's listen to Elliot Smith and be sad together and just what, lay on the floor. What age range <laughs> did I listen to Elliot Smith? No, like Every this age. rapper or rocker thing. Oh. So. Wait, why? Or what no, is no, happening? No, no. Like, oh. just really so I was talking about the game called Misfit Roads, which oh, was yeah. the indie rock band against corporate EDM. Yes, how was it? Uh, I didn't actually go hands-on with it, but okay. then when we saw someone playing live, it was really cool. I mean, yeah. it was kind of cool how they're trying to give like these bosses that are playing at these clubs, these DJs, like very egotistical uh, personalities or di- different kinds of personalities, right? Cool. And they're trying to show that through the way that they give their performance. So the first DJ we saw, he was literally at the center of the universe and he's like manipulating planets and like that's to like invoke how egotistical he is and um yo then he gets gets followed by a black hole at the end real quick speaking of DJs did you guys walk by the booth I can't remember where it was I think it was in South Hall somewhere where there was a like a DJ mixing on turntables but he was wearing a VR headset and so he was I don't know. He does, like, a lot of VR stuff. He was doing it in VR, and I was like, what? Who is that for? You or the audience? There's a thing for that. I guess. Yeah, they're probably uh, projecting in VR. You played two games. You played two games that were, like, music-based, right? Because you also played Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts. I heard that was really good. It's excellent. I love it. That's the one that's, like, a... the best-looking games on Switch, too. It's, like, a K-pop album that is also a game? It's still a K-pop. Okay. It's just a pop... It's, they call it like a music video video game. Cool. Like you're playing a music video for an album, essentially. <laughs> and like you're just trying to like rack up the scores, and there's like quick time events in between it, but then also you gotta make sure you're getting all the like coins, and it's like, or hearts, is what right. they have you collect. And wild hearts? They are wild, or yeah. at least in the wild. What makes um, wild And you have to destroy wild. some wild. And if I not, think it's like it, on a pillow somewhere at fucking Target. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does sound like a Target. <laughs> um, but you're like, what does this mean? I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, no so it's, it's like super playable. Like you want to get gold tier on every level you play for like the ratings, because the ratings based on yeah, how many points you get. That sounds really cool. I like yeah, the idea of like this kind of bending of genres um, is always yeah. like really fun. So it seems really interesting, and it is nice to like um, for games to be like more cognizant of music even when they're not rhythm games. Because I feel yeah. like a lot of times that's what this is too. Yeah, it's like so rare for like a, I, I really appreciate like strong sound design and like good. There are definitely things like in time with the music, but it's not like you have to act in time with the music. So I do appreciate when there are music games that aren't just rhythm games. Uh, but it's su- it's super cool. I know Anna Perna is awesome. Like I They're love so everything. Yeah, I know. I, I'll play Anna And they had also yeah. um, is it twelve minutes? one that's um is that oh, what the game's called? Yeah. yeah that was yeah. Like on did the... you get to play that? No I didn't. Um I didn't really like I'm not sure if it's like on the I think it is on the floor. I don't remember. But um I'm just so super excited about that. Microsoft. Yeah I'm really excited it's about that. Excited. Um, There's been a slew of uh games, especially this show, that have been like the time loop games. Yeah, yeah. and the Blair Witch Project game was like that. Too. Blair Witch Project was like that, Twelve Minutes, Death Loop all got announced at this show and then Outer Wilds, which I will gush about forever. Yeah. Came that's out like two or three weeks ago. It. Sorry, we that's the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's we did it while you were at last year's E3 that I really liked. Yeah, 
liked and enjoyed. I thought it was so cool. And yeah. I can't believe I haven't played it yet. It's great. Ah. It's because I've been playing Dauntless. Jonathan, did Stop. anyone... Did Man anyone... Sorry. <laughs> did anyone ask Jonathan what his favorite thing no, he saw was? No, we didn't. Yeah, Jonathan, cool. what's your favorite thing? You don't need to ask me questions. I That's fair, Miranda. I just get it. Oh, I thought you were serious. I thought you really didn't care. You know, Jonathan, I can't face. tell anymore Jonathan now. Jonathan tried to tell me it was Lucy's birthday today, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Is no. it? No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Guys. Oh, um, joke like, boomeranged around. That, like, I started IGN like two months ago, and as a result, people every now and then will tell me blatant lies to see if I will believe them. It'll be like really obvious stuff. It'll be stuff like... You know, Per Schneider has never played the I'm NES. Sorry, what? Crazy stuff. Yeah, you did this. Yeah, no, dude, you what? did this to me all the time. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Jonathan is behind those boingable curls. He's, he's incredibly evil. sarcastic, but says it with such a deadpan, straight face <laughs> that you have no idea if he's being serious. I'm or not. No, I'm legitimately being oh. serious. I don't understand. Breaking news. I'm just news, okay. guys. What? Um, a. Business developer from CD Product Red just tweeted oh, you can that jackets. Yeah. yeah, that he does not want you to buy the jackets for four hundred dollars on eBay. Did we talk don't, about those jackets? No, we haven't talked about. Don't so so we haven't about talked about Cyberpunk. Yeah. Okay. There was a, if you go, if you went to the jack, or you went to the jacket, <laughs> I'm the sober one. If you went to the, jacket, went to the Cyberpunk demo, yeah, it is hopped up on Earl Grey. Um, if you went to the Cyberpunk yeah. demo, you walked away with a jacket that was a, like a reversible Cyberpunk jacket. Yeah, the, the behind closed doors, so super appointment based. You just got a visor. Yeah. But they're and planning on releasing that in their own online store. Yeah, a yeah. version of They said that. a yeah. version of it. won't be the same. It'll be similar. But, but it's also not stopping people from selling them for $400, yeah, $500 don't, on eBay. Please don't pay $400 don't. for a jacket. Real talk, it is not that high quality for I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's probably one of the most high quality pieces of swag. It's surprising. Yeah. Honestly, you got $500 to drop on a jacket and you want that so bad, go for it. Anyway. Or you can buy a round trip flight to Japan, but you know, it's just, it's just a little you do what you want. People go to these things and just automatically turn around and just sell so it. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's that happened with the statues yeah. last year, yeah. too. It's, it's the same thing. It's I think it's a little bit odd for press people to do that. Oh, it's super weird. They, no, it's I don't totally know, if you're a fan, yo, sell everything. And also, and I'm also not one of these like anti-scalping people. Like, like I um I got we got three switches when the switch came out and flipped one of them so we could afford the other switches. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about that. I am like yeah, hey, no, I, I got, don't. I, mean, I got. It's like do you want market. this on record? I got yeah. two okay. Majora's Mask Collector's Edition 3DS with the statues with the. Um, intention to sell the other yeah. one as to pay for the first it's, one or like at least set the cost and I ended up just not selling it because hard I felt bad so now I just have to it's hard work to actually like <laughs> sell and scout things it's like high risk I'd probably take one of those to do it and I yeah mean, I'll like, pay 100 bucks for it Talk to me in a couple it's a shady dealings. People were like, oh, like, you're why I, like, didn't get one. It's the reason you get one is because you didn't have, weren't able to either do it or well, you didn't feel like so putting in the effort. Here's the thing. Sometimes I think companies should always put a limit to how many one person can buy. Like, a limit of yeah. two. So, yeah, like, sometimes you can go in and buy, like, ten. Best Buy to, like, get three Switches. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the GameStop Devil Up was a system error, but I was like, let's go. <laughs> I'm uh, learning so much about YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's that or I don't get a Switch, and I'm gonna get my Switch. So like, hey, I, really, I really love this months. panel. To make right it, now. to make it up. Yeah. So when the new, the new 3DS XL came out, they had a Majora's Mask version and a Monster Hunter version, 
and I bought both because I was very indecisive and didn't want to make a decision right away. So I got both, looked at them, and decided to keep the Majora's Mask. And I sold the, the Monster Hunter 3DS at cost value to someone in my community. So I made up for it. All right. I really didn't make that much money off the Switch because the thing is, I won the money before the Switch came out. So I'm like, I could make more money if I would wait. But I'm like, I literally need this money because I cannot afford the Switch. So I think they paid like maybe like three hundred dollars for it. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm fascinated by how much I'm learning about all of you during this, but I'm still hung up on the idea that Casey, I think, was calling me a pathological liar. No, oh, no. You're, not, you're, not just, you're just a troll, and I don't know, I guess you didn't know I was poor before? No, 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 no. Look, 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 look. You're just yeah. very sarcastic. I'm thinking oh, you know it's a joke. Yeah. I am very naive, so I don't know it's a joke. Oh, okay. So you're lying to me. Uh, I just want to point out, we got so close to talking about cyberpunk. We want to talk about cyberpunk. The point is, if you want to sell your jacket, I think it's weird yeah. because, like, you didn't, it's just something they gave you. So that's Did we also odd. settle who has a tab down? If you right want to buy the jacket, mm-hmm. that's not oh, as cool. weird. There is no tab. Lucy, who left. Yeah. 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 Cyberpunk 2077 had a behind closed doors showing for press, and they also had a floor showing for the public slash some press were also there. Um, and that um, was hey, I also want to say it I rate Cyberpunk 2077's seating as one of the top best seating. Oh, I want to do my, my yes. seating ranking here since yes. I didn't get to do it on Gatesby, yeah. but yeah. It is one of the best seatings. It was up there for sure. I almost fell asleep because it was so comfortable and it was dark and I gave us really right before because I was tired. You but guys. then I also realized it kind of went on too long and should have been shorter and, the, and I think the floor one was better as so, a result. you mean you weren't writing down every stat you saw in the no. video? No. I am no, disappointed. No, I wasn't only because I, I went with Brendan Graber and I know he was already doing that. I got, I wrote down the like the eight cool or stat. nine of the perks you can upgrade Perfect. out of like the ten but I ran out of time. Maybe when we got the same one. I had to leave early to go to a Borderlands demo. So here's, uh, we should here's, talk about both. Don't look at me. Oh, and then that. Board. Okay, the point is, yeah, but Cyberpunk, it was um, interesting in that they showed one singular mission, but they showed it kind of basically being played two times in two yeah. different playstyles. Um, I'm sure Tom can speak about those probably better than I can do a preview for well, it. But well, that was a cool part, right? But like, that went on so ambitious and, and pretty oh. incredible. You think? Yeah, I, I felt a little bit like it was, I mean, it was just a little bit more than I needed. I wanted to see well, more. So here's, here's I did that of different stuff. It was like, now we're doing it again. I felt like too it wasn't much. Nar- In the enough. press one, I felt like it wasn't narrated as thoroughly either. In the, the public-y one, it was like narrated a lot more and it was a little bit shorter. And it still did show both playstyles, but in a much more condensed setting. And I think it like it made me feel more like an active participant when I was in the smaller one that was 30 minutes because I was like, and I left the 30 minute one being like, yeah, like I wanted more. I left the 50 minute one like I'm gonna pass out. And granted, I was tired, but um, yeah. So, um, but but in general, I mean, I thought um, I thought there was like a really strong like diversity in what you could do. One thing that really stuck out to me when I saw it the second time, and I put second in air quotes because it was like the public one the second time, um, is I got really into the distractions you can create for enemy NPCs. So like you can like hack different things and get their attention. I think it's so great because in games so often, and like you know Days Gone had this like problem, if you want to call it a problem, 
it's like you throw a rock or you throw a can or you just wait for them to do their walking animation you kind of guess when they're going to move in, in cyberpunk distractions were a lot more genuine and authentic and I, I really liked that aspect of the game I think that was my favorite part of what I saw I liked how one to one the stats and character customization you could pull off were to the original cyberpunk 2020 tabletop game like, if you've ever played that game, you will see the oh, similarities yeah, immediately. And the, the way you can change your character so drastically. You play such different characters with totally different abilities and then pull off the same mission in completely different ways. And that is just a core, I, I want to call it a value of tabletop games where you can do whatever you want, however you want to, and still be able to do it, whether it's with brute force or hacking or negotiation. And yeah. It seems like you can do that with cyberpunk. And that's really Real talk, I'm, and I say that too much. I'm sorry, but uh, I am glad. I'm glad that this game has a date because I'm done seeing stuff about. I'm glad too because being lonely is sad. So um, dates are good. All right now. <laughs> no, like, like I, I'm sold. Right, like I'm, I'm sold on. What does that say about me? <laughs> Anyway, no, yeah, I totally agree. I'm sold on the nice content. Date with all of us, okay? Um, I really Aww, hate what's happening? The in-game radio. We're on a date. But like the car radio? Yeah, I was very unimpressed. It was they all. Didn't go through all of them. They didn't go through all of them, they, but they went Probably. to like two or three stations, like quick, and then picked one. And it was that cliche, like, like, like I'm in the future music, and the most awkward. Yeah, they did. They did in the car. They did in the car. But like, I hate that, like. That future has to be like that, like electronic Daft Punk E sound because it kind of makes me feel like the tax like sound. I, I think okay. I think that's it's totally little, fair. It's no, a little no, bit played no. out, and I like I like when you know, I, and I feel like we have this problem in Jane, fiction a lot. What does the future, what, what does the future sound like? Yeah, what other sounds no, should the future have? That, well, that's the problem. I feel like a lot of times when we when we create the future in fiction, right, in TV shows and comics and movies oh, yeah. and whatever. We think of it as so, like, cliche future right? You think of the Jetsons, it's got, like, everything slicked down, you got the collars and everything. I don't mind having some of those elements, because I, and I like, I think Cyberpunk does a, a solid job at having a lot of those things just be, like, you know, cybernetic enhancements and things that feel like a natural progression towards how technology is advancing, and we see that with, like, voice control and things in our actual society. I think that part's good, but I feel like sometimes we, we lean too much on the cliche future stuff, and I feel like the future is often soundtracked by, like, EDM Daft Punk style stuff, but we have to. I feel like we have to remember that even though that Cyberpunk 2077 is the future in the world, that's their present. I know it sounds like I got high when I said that, but like well, I mean, it's like their regular thing, and I think sometimes we go a little bit too far off. So I was like a little bit like, mm, it has that like. I think the, the idea there is to your point of saying like how the future is about like electronics evolving, and we have electronic music that still evokes these things are very electronic in these days. So like it, it's the sound of like electronics, right? Yeah. Um, well, but I like to your point. Yes, but also there were like different stations. They just yeah, chose they it for the demo to stick with electronics. Also, yeah. I think that all of the car stuff in that game is nowhere near done. Like I have a uh, yeah, I have a feeling a that like that that. The driving in that game and radio stations with it and where you drive and the roads and all that, I think they are a long way from finalizing it that. Basic. It feels really yeah. basic right now, and they're also the, the shortest parts of the how demo. Did they, how did they drive? The horses? They had yeah. pretty realistic butts, if I remember. So, or is that Red Dead? I think Red, Red Dead, Dead was renowned great. I don't think, great. you know, yeah. I feel like I, I can't imagine the vehicles getting that much more kind of elaborate than they already are. Yeah. I think I, it's just not going to be, like, not that it's going to be a bad part of the game, 
to thee, but that's just not going to be... Uh, it's really hard to make driving really good in a game unless driving is the focus of the game. Um, I think it's going to be a serviceable driving experience, and, I, and, I, and honestly, I feel like that's all I need from it. Um, and they did mention that, um, I believe they mentioned fast travel is an option, right? Fast travel is an option yeah. in some capacity. We don't really know exactly yeah, so, what it is. Especially with that also being uh, part of it, I think driving is going to be like... If you're down to do it, cool. And if not, there's fast travel sometimes in some contexts. But yeah, most games that aren't driving games don't have amazing driving. Hey, speaking of fast travel, Monster Hunter Iceborne is a brand new feature where you can fast travel with raid riders, where you can ride small monsters to a point on the map. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, Iceborne is hype, man. I'm, like, really excited for Iceborne. Yeah, so... So Tom and I were able to play Iceborne together. We killed the moose! We killed the moose. We were not able to kill, kill the T-Rex, which is the official um, pronunciation now. Not Tigrex, which I've been saying since I was, uh, I don't know, 14. But, you know, T whatever. T-Grex. T-Grex. Not T-Rex. No. What is the difference in what you just said? Grex. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't hear the G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I thought it was Tigrex, like Tiger... But it's T-Rex. Like, like T-Rex. As confirmed by Alfonso, one of the localization people, because they needed a voiceover in Monster Hunter World. Which is uh, interesting to me and probably not to a lot of other people, but that is okay. <laughs> but hey, Monster Hunter community has been fighting about this for uh, a decade, so... Yeah, it's like when I found out like Reset Era is Resetera. It's Resetera. What? Uh, yeah, so it's Resetera. Uh, I'm so upset now. Kotaku Steven Totillo actually interviewed like the head of Resetera. And I've always said it this way, but everyone immediately told me, no, man, it's Reset Era. Because you're always lying on Not because of this. Once uh, anyway, again, I, I will say it's because they capitalized the E before Era, and so they, 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 that is their fault. Is So I know Iceborne is obviously no an expansion to the, the main Monster Hunter world. Is it something that's meant to possibly be played on its own, or do you have to have the base game? You have to have the base game, okay. and you have to have finished the storyline of the base game to oh, access wow. Iceborne, because it unlocks, it's basically master rank, which is a rank above high rank, so you need the high rank armor to be able to even challenge the master rank thing. Uh, okay. yeah. it's, it's real hard story. stuff, but it's a lot of real hard stuff. If you've already beaten the game, and you're, you're fighting the arc-tempered monsters, if you start out with Iceborne, it shouldn't be that hard, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it'll that's be... probably the case. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. The no. new level looked really cool, and they're continuing to do more, like, semi-exclusive stuff or first stuff on PlayStation, so. Uh, also, hey, uh, I played Monster Hunter World for the very first time with a, ma a controller, because oh, I only, nice. yeah, I'd only ever played it with a mouse and keyboard on PC, and I played it with a controller, and it actually was pretty did fun. Good. Yeah, I was, I was enjoying it. It has like the signature and stuff on it already, and I was like, wait, what? Oh. And so I think it's because I wanted to charge it to your room. Oh, gotcha. anyway, sorry. <laughs> Dealing with the tabs. Yeah. Tabs. <laughs> and then we're opening a new tab. Yeah, right? we can. Yeah. But that one's just the. No, it's a good idea to. to yeah. The yeah. next one's really better. Next one's on me. Oh, so we're not all going to bed right now? No. <laughs> oh, well, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I have to but pack. Hey, I already packed. Um, just so to do it early. Let me just, just a second about Monster Hunter I only packed form. my E3 stuff, which was nothing I needed. It's just like random folders and pictures of things. So the Monster Hunter World developers, I talked to I talked to Kaname Fujioka um, and 
also Ryozo Sujimoto. And they said that Ice Wanna have just as much confidence in as Monster Hunter World and they will continue to support it as they had been Monster Hunter World, which means new monsters every couple of months with updates and events and everything, which was which is awesome. And they said that they're doing this because the technology allows them to, because previously they would release a whole new game with an expansion, and instead, this time they're just releasing just the expansion. And you can get a, a duo pack, Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, for, I think, $60 when it comes out. Yeah, it's going to basically just... It, it, they're almost taking the like World of Warcraft route with that, yeah. where you just like add the expansion to the base game and raise the price back to full... Which is not a bad way to do it. it. Gets people on board real quick. And if you haven't played Monster Hunter World, dang, that game is good, man. It's so good. I wish John Ryan was here because being in that snow area, the sound effects were so real to being in the actual snow. Uh-huh. It brought me back to that time I got stuck in a cabin in a blizzard. Oh my goodness, I remember that. We were so worried about you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Days. It was literally for days. Yeah. It was like a big team of you guys from IGN. We're just like stuck. Yeah, it was John Ryan, Brandon Tyrell, me, Kirk Carson, who's on the video team, and some of our partners. And uh, we got stuck in a blizzard in the cabin for a couple days and, like, literally couldn't leave. I was in a car trying to go up a hill, and our snow tires, um, uh, the chain snapped, and we slid down a hill and uh, had to walk back. But we went back to the car for our Nintendo Switch to play Smash. So it was that was fun before I started feeling for Yeah, yeah. Because I remember talking to you and being like, like asking about like working at a and I remember being like, I sh- I'm like, ma- I-, I thought about mentioning like, hey, hope you're okay with your snowstorm. Yeah. But then I like didn't want to be creepy and weird. But I had heard on NBC and I was like, oh my god, we're hey, like, so okay. much comfier. I'm like, Brandon's like, come to Hi, Terry and Tina. I was like, I want welcome to, to Podcast Beyond. Oh, hello, oh my Beyond. Beyond. Thank well, you. Yeah. I'm really glad you all heard my stretchy pants story. Oh my god, Terry. <laughs> this is going in the episode, Terry. Yeah, well, it's official. It's fine. How was Thursday of uh, On a scale from tight pants, tight jeans to stretchy pants, how's your evening gone, Tina? Uh, well, I have uh, packed for all occasions yeah. because I am an over-preparer. So I felt pretty good about E3 2019. <laughs> the one thing I forgot was lozenges. Uh, my my oh, throat is there. pretty pretty far gone, but I chalked that up to a fully successful E3 2019. Hey, Pat on a scale from tight jeans to stretchy pants, how's your E3 gone? Pat doesn't want to be on the show. <laughs> Pat's like, edit my name out of this audio. Pat's a silent observer. Burn the tape. <laughs> Yeah, I know. This, uh, this is adorable. Thank you. You guys are great. We're trying. Uh, Tina, I want to say thank you for bringing your Apple Watch charger. Every day. Every day. I never forgot it once. Yeah, my it. pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to look out and solve your problems. Thank you. That's what a good manager does. What was your <laughs> favorite game at the show? Um, honestly, I I played uh, Star Wars. Can I say that I played it? That's yeah. fine, right? Yeah, you're who knows? Okay, so I played Star Wars on the very last day. The very last day of E3 is probably the best day because you have no obligations and you can just kind of float around. And so I went on a whim uh, to the EA meeting room and I played Star Wars. And it's hard, but really? it's fun. Yeah, it's hard because it's it has like combat combos that I'm not really used to. And so it took a minute to remember like, oh, this is my force push, this is my force hold, and then like I can combine 
these two things with like a lightsaber throw and all this other fancy stuff and a parry and the parrying is really difficult to do because all the enemies require like they have very specific moves and then also like cadences of moves so their first move set is one kind of parry and then their second move set is a totally other one and you have to memorize per character per move set and then like per animation while remembering all of your combos so it's difficult uh, and I totally did the Dark Souls move of roll, 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 swipe, roll, 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 swipe. Uh, but once, like, it's clear once you get the hang of it and you remember, like, what button is what, then you can be kind of a, you know, choreographed killing badass by the end of it. So I really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, and my I pleasure. Keep you from, sorry to bombard no, beyond no, in the middle. Yeah. We saw IGN people and we're like, we have to say hello. We're on uh, the second hour of the episode. Oh, <laughs> so we're fully delirious. Yes, yeah. Good job. Yeah, we're Good job, guys. Yeah, Best podcast. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to edit this down to a tight 15 minutes, it's right? It's only going to be 15 okay. minutes. It's just yeah. going to be the, the like, tight story. The tight, the tight jeans yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. should right, go guys, well. Enjoy the rest of your Beyond. Thank you very much. Beyond. So good to see you guys. Good to yeah. see you guys, too. We'll be out there probably at some point. Yeah, yeah. good. Oh no, everyone's just quiet now. <laughs> Should we all go up? Email, like, and that's our please. So, so then she said, it's like, yeah, like, the last day of E3 things wind down. I'm like, ah, it depends on what you're doing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, can someone hold this? Oh, hey, Tom. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Casey's turn now. Yes, I'm holding the mic. I have all the power. Let's talk about Pokemon. It has really good <laughs> I got the mic taken away from me. I didn't have time to jot up that, like, not even article article on on it, so I'm just going to say it here. We made Wooloo big, and Wooloo big is great. Yeah. I love that. Are you talking I mean, about Dynamax, Wooloo? Okay. Yeah, the headline, I didn't actually end up writing the article because I didn't have time. It was to control, and I got really tired, so I laid down. Um, but it was we Dynamax Wooloo with adorable results, right? Yeah. yeah. I clicked That's it. Right? It would have been yeah. great. Yeah, Wooloo's big. <laughs> Wooloo is not strong. Wooloo no, done died real hard. A soft baby. So Wooloo got murked in the streets. It was brutal. I have a video made by Tom Marks yes. of all of the stats of the six Pokemon we had in our party. Yay. And I'm going to transfer that over to the wiki That's when great. I feel like it. Well, I didn't send you that yet. It's awesome. <laughs> but I know it exists and I will well, transfer yeah, it over. I think someone else on that duty and I don't know if they... And then uh, at Nintendo oh, Treehouse... They accused me of, uh, of not liking There, there are actual cops in the bar right now. I know. There are cops. I don't like yeah, it. Hey, are you kids talking about the video games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. Hey, who's your favorite cop in video games? Let's go ask. <laughs> Number one entertainment cop. Cops love that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Not what down. do you think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Go. Okay, like, it's fun. Cop is the one that pulls Jay Z over in the Black Album, which is actually just Jay Z speaking to himself. I always thought it was another person when I was a kid, and I saw like the behind the scenes video, and I saw it was just Jay Z speaking in a weird voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh man! But when Jay Z does his album with Lincoln Park, it's actually one of the Lincoln Park guys doing the voice of the presumably white police officer. So I've yeah. only heard yeah. no, no, numb encore. Hotel staff with earpieces have now come over too. The situation is developing. Yeah, I am too. Should we go outside? I know. Should we vacate the premises? She took that. She just took it. Yeah, we gotta wait. I mean, you guys can leave, but I have to stay. So we have to. I really want sweet potato fries. I'm not gonna lie. Speaking of like, I don't know, 
police fish presence. All the um, security, <laughs> all the security dogs at E3 were very uh, unprofessional looking. What? Yeah, they just looked. They just looked very soft. Like you could just pet them. Are you guys still talking about tipping waitresses no, and Pokemon? Really? No. We're talking about, talking about the cops. Beyond. Thanks, Lucy. Yes, we almost died and had to eat Kirk Carson's legs. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. It, look, it's just because there's no meat on them. Okay, fair. Um, deacon out. Okay, so I still want to sign off a lot of things like that. Yeah, the E3 security dogs were very soft looking. I just wanted to pet them. They did not look... Usually a security dog looks a little bit like... Whoa, whoa, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm, there's, there's real shit going on. They just opened... The wall. What? Yeah. No, the this is a girl. I tried to sneak door. into there last year, and some guy oh. gave me some like side eye. Yeah. So Chloe ran and me. We were, we were watching this the whole time, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak in there. I'm gonna open that door in the wall. It's a secret. I'm going in. It's and like I got very close, wall. and then a guy just started watching. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I am. Um, I love sneaking around hotels. Like I love That's it. Cool. I get I, that. Especially yeah. like haunted hotels. And you're gonna watch like, Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> Do I have a game it's for true. you? True. What, like, what if something seriously happens oh, right now? Like, now that we're noticing this, the fact that a bookshelf wall is opening up behind a man who's just been sitting at a desk with a computer in the middle of this restaurant the entire night. It's a weird like, combination. Where are we? This is a front? Yeah. If you guys could have any cliche hidden thing in your house, what would you have? Like the book that was a bookshelf type of thing. Uh, how many yeah. other things of that are there? Uh, there's like a lot. Like a candlestick. Any candlestick. Resident, yeah, anything in Resident Evil. Gun closet? What? Secret gun closet. How That's would it open? Cool. I don't know. It's here. When you... <laughs> oh, I have to turn white open. You <laughs> have guns. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I am so then you, fascinated. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, one-way mirror, so you go into your gun uh, closet and can look out so you can shoot the bad guys. Maybe, maybe, I just maybe, don't look at them, and yeah. I try to just not look at them ever. You don't think it. we should That's be watching? Yeah, well, I'm a, a, like I'm a recording device. <laughs> maybe Tom can watch the police directly. I choose not to. Take that one. Um, I got a bow tie. I'm not You're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. totally fine. Anyway, back to video games. Um, video games have policemen in them, like GTA. You gotta drive correctly, or else the cops will come get you in the RPG. I'm into that um, that expansion they have for um, the game that I can't remember the name of anymore for some reason. Forza Horizon. Yo, uh, the Lego expansion. Yeah, but that's also games. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, it is Microsoft. Who had the best? Who had the best press conference? Nintendo. Not uh, not pre-recorded. Because I think Nintendo's the obvious one for this year. Microsoft did. I think probably Microsoft, but, but Microsoft, Microsoft had just dance with Panic at the Discount. So I actually but they weren't there. I, I actually know. think Ubisoft had a good show. It's just that Ubisoft had like a very Ubisoft show where I, it wasn't like I'm so bored. I'm so it wasn't bored. like surprising, and I mean they had surprises. It just was like very much the same show they put on every year, yeah. which wasn't like a bad thing. They did no. a good job, and they had cool stuff there. Yeah, just there, like, yeah, it was good. I want to talk about that Gossam. I'm so excited for Gossam Monster. Yeah, yeah I really want to see more I, of that. I feel like a lot of Ubisoft games are very predictable. Like they have a type of game that they like to make, and they make those games in different ways. And, and that's great for people who really love it, but for people like me who just don't really get excited about Ubisoft games, it's just... It's you know what's sad? Just Dance is nothing like any of the other Ubisoft games. Just Dance is really... That's been 
and the and fact that people are, I know Just Dance is extremely popular, but all like hardcore gamers don't like play Just Dance. Just Dance is dope. Hey, yeah. for the and record. What I, could, what I could say is y'all just can't dance. So y'all too afraid to dance. You don't have the confidence to pick up that Joy-Con and bust a move. I try to make... Also, Casey's really good at Just Dance. <laughs> and I did edit myself out because I actually do that in real life. It's not even podcasting. Sometimes I swear a lot, so sometimes I'll just edit myself. I watched Casey play Just Dance, and she tore that thing up. And I'm like, I played a lot of Just Dance, and I'm not gonna lie, I stepped onto the floor, and I said, you know you what? Up right now. I can hold my own. <laughs> Let's go. And Defridis, just like, the meter was so much higher than I've ever seen it be, and we were like equally not sober, so I had like, no excuse. But yeah, Kristen, was, Kristen did win one. Kristen's arms are amazing, but Kristen did win. Um, that's unrelated, but I she, did that's all she wanted. The they did yeah. so many dances against me, and Kristen's like, I just did win one. We she did. Max Goville also appeared that night. We hey, made him dance with us. I tried. I tried to make him dance to Hatsune Miku. Popey, popey, pop. It's the one that goes pop, 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 pop. Oh, I like that one. Thanks to the three of you who have stuck around to this point. Not to be with Hatsune Miku's other vegetable songs, the leak, um, uh, I forget the, the original one. Yeah. Bad no, Romance. That one's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Max Goville. He appeared for his wife. He made him dance. And Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, the, the anyway, this is the game you can play on PlayStation. Can we talk real quick, though, about... Thanks. Pre-E3, I said this a lot, a lot, actually. Pre-E3, I thought that... Thank you, Janet. I thought that Square Enix had an opportunity to, like, clean up. And they didn't. They did not. That show was bad. Like, okay, okay, we need to, we need to exclude one thing, one. which sure. is the opening whole portion about Final Fantasy 7 was awesome. They sure. gave us really cool details. The game looks really, really good. Sure. They gave oh, us a hard date. We're right? going to get to Avengers, but yeah. No, that was the, awesome. The thing to me, their press conference should have just been the beginning and the ending. Yes. Because they literally spent an hour, most of which was on games that were already out. 80% of the stuff, uh, that's a rough estimate, of the stuff they showed was commercials. commercials. Like, yeah. And I know that literally every entire E3 oh, conference, yeah. conference they, is a commercial. Captain, wait, Captain Spirit, Captain Spirit. Yeah, Captain Spirit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, one of their ads was just like, here, watch this entire thing. Yeah. It was, it was very well, odd. I think and they I, were too spoiling with Left 4 Dead 2, to be honest. No? But it was weird. It was just odd because I figured, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Left 4 series, and the sequel is actually really strong. I like the writing a lot. Gameplay, not as interesting, but the writing is very strong. Um, yeah, and that's the game you on PlayStation. Good. The soundtrack is great. Put that indie music in my veins. I love it. It's so good. Like, they played Listomania, and I just lost my mind. <laughs> it is so great. Yeah, um, I, I was just real disappointed, oh, I, I swear. I figured they would announce, like, episode 5 or a physical copy or something, but it was the main thing. You don't, um, you don't get to know this, so sorry. What? Secret. Something just happened and we can't know. Can right. we talk about if Avengers? I blush, I would be blushing. <laughs> Why can you not? Is it, <laughs> is it pornographic? I don't think so. No. Let's not, yes. Alright. Uh, but yeah, we can get to Avengers. Avengers. Alright, uh, anyway. Um, this has gotten very weird. It has, but that was um, the point. You yeah, asked for this. I did ask this for this. This is your doing. I know, we are... 
at like an hour 40 minutes into this version Great. of the show. Good. Who knows how much else happened beforehand. Yeah. They're looking at something on Twitter, I think. Yeah, so the Avengers showing, so did you see the behind closed doors? No, I didn't, okay, but so. I heard it was, I heard mixed things. Yeah. I heard some people say that it was way better than the press conference showing because it actually showed you what the game was. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> and then it. I heard stretchy and tight. Yeah. All right. And they're like, are they pink? They are. Yeah, they're pink. I think it's nice. It contrasts with, he has like a dark shirt on. I'm just going to describe what John Doe is wearing. He's wearing like a blue collared shirt with white polka dots. Some light colored pants. The contrast is nice. And the biggest surprise of the night, Tom Marks is wearing a bow tie. But okay, Gods and Monsters is extra awkward now that there's Breath of the Wild too. No, look, I'm excited for Gods and Monsters. You can customize your character. (gasps) Tom took off his bow tie. Why? I don't even recognize okay, I'm not going to lie. I thought I thought when Tom would take off his bow tie, his head would fall off like in that horrifying short story. Oh, no. <laughs> Where I read the woman with the green yes. scarf story. Like, oh, for all my lit nerds out there. Scary stories you tell in the dark. Oh. So there's also, there's, there's, a, there's also a Junji Ito story about that among yes. the, with um, a guy who gets essentially cursed and he has to keep his scarf on. And it's... Anyway, am I legally bloody. allowed to put this episode out? Yes, yes. Bloody. because because his uh, it's me the very least. His, yeah, his, his, this, this is, is an editorial product. You do what you want. Thank you. I mean, these are these are stories of ludicrous. My brother would probably love Jonathan. We were so close to talking about Avengers. All right. Anyway, Avengers. Please tell us about that thing. I feel bad because I do not care about Avengers. Like so, Marvel, so what Marvel I was saying, fine. they're popcorn flicks. I'm happy to go see them in the theater, and that's it. What I was saying okay, Tom, before Janet's pants. Hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. Uh, uh, Fred Hi, Fred Sullivan of our social team is here. Fred's on a social team. He's sleeping. He's scary. We're going to hold. And then I'll take the seat. Go ahead. So, Avengers. So, Avengers, yeah. So, let's just say, yeah. it's like, I love Spider-Man. But, you know, the Avengers is a I'm not yeah. super sold on them. Definitely not sold on uh, what we saw. What's the better? Squares, but, what is what is the better? What is the better Marvel game? Avengers or Ultimate Alliance? So oh, definitely Avengers. Ultimate Alliance. Wait, 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 wait. I previewed Ultimate Alliance, oh, and I've okay. seen the behind closed doors demo of okay. Avengers. I more understand what kind of game Ultimate Alliance is. And Which one's better? Okay, wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay, wait. Finish. So the thing I was saying is that some wait, people wait. saw the behind the scenes. No, no, no. Well, no. Let's I'm, talk I'm about staying on this card. Yeah. Some, some, some people saw the behind the scenes demo and thought it was really a lot better because they actually knew what the game was. Other people saw the behind the scenes demo and were like, this is all quick time events and I don't get it. Like, so there's it's mixed and I think that is so confusing so it's and The problem was the demo was very much the tutorial level right. because it, it bounced between every individual character's perspective. But from what they've told us, that's not what you do in levels. You just will choose the hero you want to play as and that's who you play in a level. So the problem with the demo is it, it's it's meant to give you a sense of every hero, but that's not how a level will play out. So we don't actually know the progression of how that stuff will work. So we got a little bit of gameplay sense. It's for, Thank it's you. for the wrong podcast. Thank you. No, it's okay. Oh, it's uh, just flashlight. Yes, Terry Schwartz just dropped me off a flashlight. I will see you guys. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Jacob from Dornbush plays non-Sony games. 
beyond exclusive, yeah. It has it has to lead you on the side and it's Luigi's Mansion Plus that you can get at the Nintendo booth. It's very bright. It's very bright. Yeah. It's for killing ghosts. Oh you're right there. Cops are out. I don't want that. Here, take that from me. Take it. Anyway, so Marvel the the demo we saw behind closed doors was very much the like tutorial version of this game. And so it showed you all five characters. The problem was, in that demo, only about half of the characters looked interesting to play. So Which ones? Um, Hulk. Okay. Hulk looks really good because his physicality is really great. And he like, smashes. He smashes, and there's like one point where he takes two guys, like enemies, and he smashes them together. And then he also like uses hand claps as sort of like a thunder blast and all this sort of stuff. And then Cap looked pretty cool because essentially like you can ping pong the shield around. And, like, the bits of that were cool, but the Iron Man aspect was just watching Iron Man fly a little bit through San Francisco <laughs> and shooting, so that wasn't cool. The Thor section was basically Kratos, but not as good. And then Black Widow... That's a really good analogy. Kratos, but not as good. And then Black There's Widow... God of War. Yeah. But not um, new God of War. No. Old God of War. But, new God of War is great. New God of War is yeah. real good. Thank you all. Let's talk about the new God of War. Corey, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, no, just that he had to get all the way to here to hear about God of War. Um, please. Uh, more like you're welcome. Uh, clearly you have nothing else better to do. So oh, no, Corey has some more important things to do. Anyway, so then the fifth one was Black Widow, which is like, it's a weird counterbalance to these four superpowered people. Especially yeah. when the I was surprised was... to hear Black Widow and not a different. So here's what well, I'll say. Or go ahead. I just the problem with the Black Widow demo too was so I don't think any of the dialogue in the demo is particularly good. But the Black Widow section, uh, Laura Bailey is a great voice actress. She was saddled it's with great. all of the expositional dialogue because uh, she's fighting Taskmaster. So she's like, "Huh, Taskmaster, weird to see you again. You memorize my moves and use them back at me, don't you?" And I'm like, "Why is this the dialogue right now? Like, it's." Um, I have a question. Why is it that people are like wondering why Marvel Ultimate is it? No. Ultimate Alliance Three. No, Avengers, right? The, the, the well, one that used behind closed doors, Avengers? Yeah. That Marvel Avengers dialogue is bad, but no one's surprised that the Marvel movie dialogue is bad. Okay, like, we're not going to do this argument again. That's not mm, true, but we're not going to get it. Like, this what again. I could say is it's. Uh, and I loved um, I loved Endgame, and I loved. Uh, what was it before that? Infinity War. Infinity War. Those ones were actually dope. Most of the Marvel movies, the writing is cheesy. And some people are I love it. campy in a good way. Ragnarok is the best. I think it's super cheesy. All that this demo was missing was a Ben and Jerry's joke about, like, a sponsored ad joke. That's it. It was I the same type of writing. The whole, like, um, two men arguing, don't do this now. That's all of it. Avengers, the writing is not good. It's bad. That's I don't want to get into this argument right now because it's so... It will go but nowhere. I will say, like, in my opinion, we won't agree. Well, but in my opinion, the writing was on brand for the kind. Of, but here's the issue: at least in the movies, there's more dialogue. I think the reason, so to your, to like counter argue against myself, or whatever. I think the reason some people find it a little bit more annoying that the writing is a little cheesy in the game is because you get less writing, so you notice the writing more. But I would argue, honestly. It's all cheesy, all the way down. So, so here's the other thing about this, though, because this is this is an important distinction. Because a lot of people saw the trailer for Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, and were like, "This feels weird, right? Like it feels off." And I think a really big reason for that 
is that, remember, the video game licenses for Marvel stuff is anything. You can have X-Men together with Marvel. You can do whatever you want. You can have Fantastic Four in there. It's not like the movie licenses, which are all split up. But the, the weird thing is that this game has chosen... This game has chosen to use all of the iconography, all of the character design, all of the humor, even a lot of the cinematography of the Avengers movies, the cast of Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, and then nothing else. It's not the same actors, it's not the same plot. Well, you know what I mean? It's not even their faces. RDJ costs like $50 million per not. It's not the same stories. It's not the same world. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, they decided to borrow a lot of that clout and then not follow through of it just being a MCU game. It's also game. like, in the but game's defense, these games are always... Something about it, it just tucks people off. Like, when you have an IP like this, like, how many bad Spider-Man games do we have? Like, Marvel Spider-Man was... I really loved that game. It yeah, was great. It was great. And then that really old Spider-Man game, also good. But everything in between, bad, right? Or, like, not that good. Not notable. You should talk to Barrett Courtney. Um, That's probably true in general, but I think these licenses are hard to pull off because, you know, we, um, yeah, we enjoy, uh, whether, I mean, I don't enjoy all the Marvel films, like, I've been very good I can on tell. Them. Yes, because I think the writing is bad on a lot of them, but, like, like, in general, people like this IPs, and it's hard to think about what does the video game version of this look like, and what do we really want, what do we love in the, in the movies that we can bring to the game, I think it's a hard question to answer, and I, I feel like what this game did because I saw the behind the closed doors um, demo is it kind of went a safe route it kind of has like this beat em up kind of cliche adventure style action um, and I feel like it's not something that's going to be great it might not even be good but I think it'll be okay it'll be like a serviceable game um, I see I don't think it will be I did not like I don't think it's going to be just an okay game because I don't think Marvel will let this game I think fail. it'll be okay or... Well, in terms no, of like, I think they're going to... I think they'll hold off on it. Like, if they feel like it's not going to perform well, I think they will delay this they game. scrap it all and give it to a new studio. Just, like, Metroid Prime 4. Well, I mean, that's the, the weird thing is Crystal Dynamics is a great studio and they're yes. behind this one. And so, like, I have faith in them to tell a good story and to make a good single-player campaign. I just don't know what the competing forces are of interest in what this game should be. Yeah. And I think... Based on this reaction, we're probably going to see maybe a longer beta or a longer delay or something. Because, like, Avengers is, regardless of the dialogue conversation, yeah. which we're not going to convince each other either way. Or no, anything. But so anyway. I know I'm in the minority. No, but it's but fine. I, I, it's, it's just like, I want to have this conversation. I just feel like we're going to just no, end no, no, arguing. But yeah. Um, Avengers is literally, like, one of, if not the biggest entertainment franchises in the universe yeah. and so Marvel can't just be like yeah let's just let it be a seven and move on like they will want this game to succeed and I think they will take the step necessary to hold off I don't think they're gonna do like a total paid or like visual one rewrite it's, um, it's kind but of curious too because if we're thinking in the context of E3 I thought it was interesting that like I, you know um, we've all seen like, a lot of behind closed doors stuff with like gameplay footage etc wrote a lot of articles made a lot of content off of that but the only, the only game that asked for feedback was Cyberpunk 2077, which is the only game with the release date of the ones I saw by Closer. I saw a couple games actually. Yeah, well, Avengers has a release date. Yeah, but it was just weird that, like, so it was interesting that it was interesting yeah, they, that's just that they chose to, like, ask for that yeah. versus, like, 
versus like so the idea of like what do they change if they were to make changes I'm curious as to what they would be basing that on and yeah. some people wrote stuff so maybe it'd be can that I, but can I counterpoint you sure real quick uh, I think that Marvel would totally let there be a bad Avengers game because bad comic book games happen all the time. They did, but Marvel <laughs> Games is totally different now. Oh, like I guess. Marvel Games is a new company over the last couple years, and like let's call it their phase one of games. Marvel's Spider-Man is really the only one that hugely succeeded. Like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite didn't do super well. Yeah. The Telltale Guardians didn't do super well. So I think they are very much looking ahead of like Marvel Spider-Man is the benchmark for them for good games and I think they are going to whether it's in future content updates or whether through delays or other things I think they're going to really push for this game to be good and so like like I want to see what two hours of that game looks like yeah speaking of two hours how long is this podcast one hour and 51 minutes at this time recording never it's supposed to be like six hours long but anyway hold on um, it's getting late here on the final night of E3. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you did all the way through, for some reason, somehow. It was entertaining, yeah. Jonathan. If, Don't if you, play it. If you made it all the way to the end without skipping, uh, t- uh, tweet at Jonathan, at JM Dorbush on Twitter, uh, Rutabaga. And then we will know. Yes, do yes. that. Thank everyone you. Everyone tweet, everyone Rutabaga. Rutabaga um, is um, thank you if you've been listening to this episode. I always loved the E3 shows, not because they were the most comprehensive or cohesive shows, but because of how silly and weird and fun they were, and I hope this one captured a little bit of that spirit. Of course, we did so much coverage from the week of E3, so please read all of those previews, all the news that broke, all of the opinion pieces, all of the stuff we still have coming on the way. Everyone did such a kick-ass, tremendous job this week. I mean, unless you got a day job, because that's a lot of stuff. I'll do it in the evenings then. Okay. Uh, There's time after the sun goes down. Hey, your family's not important. It's IGN now. Exactly. Thank you. Um, (laughs) No, but sincerely, uh, thank you to anyone who has checked out all of that content. Obviously, we, like, poured ourselves into that over this week and do throughout the year, so we really appreciate it. Um, Max and Brian, as you may have noticed, could not be on this episode. They both left earlier today because they did tremendous amounts of live show. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, they, they did, did a really fantastic job. They did, yeah. they did such a great job. And I had so, to stand on two boxes to stand next to Max, and then he still had to crouch down a lot. Yeah. And even then, you could tell he was still taller than me. Check out our cyberpunk conversation. <laughs> um, so, obviously, both of them were a wee bit tired and wanted to head home to their families, so they did just that. And Lucy was with us earlier, but she is at Luce, L-U-C-E, O'Brien on Twitter. Uh, JR, who was with us earlier, was at US of JR. Miranda is at Havoc Rose, Havoc with an K, so H-A-V-O-K-R-O-S-E. Casey is Shiny Casey D, spelled like it sounds. Janet is Gameonisis. Is that how Game I pronounce it? Sorry? Gameonisis. Gameonisis, okay. I say it differently. Uh, spell it for the audience. How you say, uh, it's Game O N Y S U S. Thank you. Tom is at Tom R. Marks. I try to guess what the R stands for every time he's on the show, so I'm going to go with Tom Respectful Marks because oh. he's a good man. No. Okay. No, it's not that. Um, and I <laughs> and am. It's not true. You are oh, respectful. Okay. And I am at JM Dormish. Of course, Beyond normally airs every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com, youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, and 
your favorite podcast services. Thank you so much for listening to this bizarre, weird episode. I hope some of it was fun and weird and enjoyable. And as always, beyond. 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 beyond.